Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. I'm glad to be here uh, again, yet again. Flew back into Chicago yesterday, so big shout to my people out in Cleveland. I was out in Cleveland, uh, got in last night. Big shout. Uh, it was Boss's Day uh, Wednesday, and so I was in Cleveland yesterday uh, with my boss. Big shout to the Tracy Jones and the entire team out there, Rebecca Strong, Latanya Thurman, the Cleveland Task Force uh Blah, 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 blah. But big shout out to my folks out in Cleveland. And nonetheless, though, I am happy to be back here in the great city of Chicago. While I was out, I did see that people went on strike, uh, that CTU went on strike. <clears throat> and, uh, I, I, you know, I'm very, very concerned about that. We, we certainly will touch on it just a little bit in uh, tonight's show because Matt and everybody else has been doing a great job in covering it. But, uh Big shout to the teachers for taking a stand. What I will say about it, <clears throat> and I don't want—I don't mean to be controversial, but I'm—you know me. It's Kendall, right? I really do think that Madam—I'm um, uh, uh, um, I'm having a, a brain freeze right now. Mayor? No, 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 Madam. Um, not so. I know uh, uh, Lori Lightfoot, okay. um, but um, of Cook County. Oh, our board president Tony Preckwinkle. Tony Preckwinkle. Okay. I think she got something to do with this, Robin. And I know so? I, because she lost the race and CTU backed her. She has all of the information on what the budgets are for the city. So she knows how much money the teachers should be bargaining for and all of that. Anyway, I'm just being I'm sticking it in there as a conspiracy theorist. How about uh, OK, because that? that's all I think it might be. I don't <laughs> think there's really any correlation. All right. Well, I, well, you know what? Let me walk that back. I'll take it back. That's just my conspiracy theory. How you doing? By I'm the way, doing Robin? fine. Are you Robin? You were like, Kendall, stop. <laughs> it's just a conspiracy I, like, theory. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The X-Files. Right. Madam, Madam, uh, Madam President, I take that back. Lori. 
don't don't listen to me. But listen, Lori um, is Lori. How in the world was she putting Eddie J on blast about him taking shots with his medication? Well, I don't. Uh, what, what, is, what was who? How is she dry snitching to the public about this? Bro? Well, uh, uh, I heard Kim say earlier, and Matt, I'm not sure which one. Maybe it's to draw attention away from what's going on with CTU, put some attention somewhere oh, else. Oh my god! So you, you know, throw you, you throw him under the no, bus? No, 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 no. Well, if that's what happened, that's what happened, and and you know what she's supposed to do. She doesn't want to be. She doesn't want to be seen as taking a fall or hiding information if that is indeed what occurred. How in the, how does she find that out? I'm I'm interested in oh, knowing who fed her that information. She's the top dog. Who wouldn't feed her that? I mean, we don't have to be told that initially. Right, right, right. And we weren't because what we were thinking initially was that, okay, his medication had been changed right. within a few days or the day before. And he had an adverse effect to it. We weren't fed that information the day it happened. All I got word of is that he was found slumped over in his car. Same information they I received. Did, they did not say he was at a, a stoplight. They didn't say he was parked. We don't. We still don't know that. Um, he issued the investigation on himself because uh, he doesn't want anything to be thought of to have happened. Or, or the police that uh, responded to it, he doesn't want it to look as if he was treated with special treatment. Uh, now, whether he was given a breathalyzer at the scene, that's yet to be disclosed. This is crazy. Go ahead, Robin. Well, I'm just saying the man I, The man is sick. He has some serious health issues. Yes, he does. And he has a high-stress job, and he really needs to look at that and uh, reevaluate his life. You know what, Robin? Thank you so very much for that commentary, and I agree with you wholeheartedly with regards to his health. So I wish him nothing but oh, the absolutely. best. absolutely. But I do want to get back to the drinking now. You know, I, you know, and then why did it have, why did Lori have to be the person who came out and said it? Because she's a top dog and and that's her job. And she, again, is not going to take, if, if, if something went down, it wasn't her doing, she's not going to take the fall for it. She's not going to be the one she's new and she's already dealing with this teacher strike. She's not trying to have this on her watch. Right. It's happening on her watch, but she's not going to be she's not gonna the be scapegoat. A, I got you. I got you. Robin, I'm always very, very grateful for your insight. <laughs> and I want to wish you a very, very uh, safe and blessed weekend. You also. My best to the girls. I always appreciate you, Robin. <laughs> Thank Jared, you. Jared, man, so you heard Robin. I got to ask you, pulling you in on this, man. How are you dry snitching on this man, man? Like, do we? Do, are we supposed to do that? Like, real talk. I mean, dry snitching, any form of snitching is never good. <laughs> so um, I'm never going to agree with the snitching. But okay, I just think this is a hard time to be a parent right now, man, because if your kids ain't in school, boy, I know you mad. How we go from dry snitching to the kids being out of school, Jared? I'm just saying it's the same thing. <laughs> it's all connected. Uh, it's all connected. <laughs> right. You know what? And I bet you there's a lot of parents out there drinking right now because those kids are out of school. Well, you got to do Possibly. Absolutely. Folks, we have a fantastic show in store for you this evening. Of course, <clears throat> big thanks to my uh, technical producer, Brother Jared. He's on deck. One of my co-hosts, she is in Miss 
Sandria Washington. How yes, are you? So dope, Sandria. I'm fantastic. How are you? Uh, Sandria, Sandria uh, Washington. <laughs> looking like you want to uh, give all the remixes. Everything, everything. <laughs> well, listen, how are you? And thank you for being here. It's always good to be here. We have a fantastic show in store for the people we here do. this evening. We have some exciting stuff to talk about, some fun stuff. All right. um, we got the serious topics, of course, this month, October, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Yep. We also want to get into the shooting of uh, a Tatiana Jefferson oh in God. Fort Worth. Um, and we have some special guests coming in to talk about that. But, yeah, on, on the flip side, on the lit hour, we will get into some lituation conversation. <laughs> uh, because we know y'all have seen some viral videos this week, so... We're ready to get into it. Folks, you better buckle up because you know how I feel about pastors. And I saw one show out, Robin. I saw him show out on on, on the social media. We got to talk don't about the pastors tonight. Don't tell too much. Wait, what? <laughs> Robin, we got to show you the clip. Okay. During Uh-oh. the break. And okay. Jared, you Robin, seen the clip? Whoa. Later. Robin, Robin you, haven't later. Seen, you haven't seen the clip? I saw it. Yes, I did. Uh, I saw it yesterday. All right. So, yeah, we're getting to that during the round yeah. table. All right. Yeah. So, the rest of the team that's comprised, of course, uh, absolutely want to say thank you and uh, appreciate my interns who are back. Miss Elsie, she's here. And Ooh. also, Naya is back. Naya, I will Ooh. tell you what we talked about while you were gone last <laughs> week. We're going to tell you what you did. Folks, do not touch the dial. Exciting show here for you this evening. Make sure you connect with us. It's Kendall. It's Friday. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the Next Generation. After the hour, welcome back. 1690 AM WBON. It's the Kendall Moore Show. Joining me now on the live line, I have uh, the CEO of Beloved Community Family Wellness Center, Miss uh, Margie, and make sure I have this uh, absolutely correct, Miss Margie Johnson on our live line. Uh, the uh, Beloved Community Family Wellness Center, they offer quality and affordable health care services to patients and their families of the Inglewood community and its surrounding neighborhoods, as well as Robbins, Illinois. So without any further ado, let me welcome Miss Margie Johnson. Miss Johnson, how are you? I'm doing good, and I hope you are too. Thank you very much. Thank you for availing yourself for uh, just a brief uh, stop by on the, uh, tonight's program. Let the WVON listening audience know uh, what the organization is all about and the type of services that you provide uh, to underserved communities. Well, we are the Beloved Community Family Wellness Center. We're located in the greater Inglewood community and also in Robbins, Illinois. We provide primary health care services to all individuals. Um, we see patients that come from as far as Olympia Fields as well as far as Everson, Illinois. And our goal is to provide affordable, accessible health services to individuals, so you could come to us for primary health care that consists of child services, adolescents, adults, men health, OB, gunny. Um, we also do out, outreach, behavior health, dental services. We go the full realm of providing 
health services for our patients and the community we serve. Absolutely fantastic organization and so needed in today's time. Uh, And, you know, real quick, because I want to get to the fundraiser. I know that the fundraiser gala is happening next week. want to talk a little bit about that. But before I do... Um, how how is it? How is uh, CPS uh, being on strike? Has it had an impact on your organization uh, to date? Um, well, I've been away from the health center, um, but a lot of our uh, staff do have individual children that okay. are in school, and sometimes it would impact because you are used to having your child to be in school while you're at work. So now you have to find a um, babysitter um, for those individuals. And sometimes that can become a problem. Completely understood. Not only for our patients, but also for the um, staff that we, not only for the um, staff, but also for the patients as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, we're glad your doors are open. So I want folks to make sure that they uh, make note of that, especially where the uh, where the organization is situated in. So this fundraiser and gala, I know I'm happy to be a part of it. Uh, but why don't you let the right, WVO so in? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting noise from the background. But nonetheless, though, I wanted you to let the WVO and listening audience know about the fundraiser and gala, and it is entitled "The Art of Good Health." It's taking place next Saturday. Uh, let us know what it's all about, and I do understand one of my colleagues will actually uh, be performing there. So uh, take it away. Okay, yes. We are having our first gala, and it is focusing on the art of good health. It, is, it will be at the Little Black Pearl that's located on 47th Street, 1060 South 47th Street, and we want everyone to come out and enjoy. We're going to have the best food in town. We're going to have the greatest entertainment. We will be celebrating 14 years of services. Uh, Teresa Griffin is our main entertainer, and she is local and one of the best singers that we have in Chicago, Illinois. And looking for her to not only be local, but to go nationwide. Uh, so we are excited um, about it. Um, we have great parking. Um, the um, Little Black Pearl is a community art school. Um, it's a great place, a lot of art and all of that. So please, everyone, come out and participate. I think you will really enjoy the service. Well, I tell you what, Teresa Griffin is a great colleague of mine. Uh, she's beloved here at WVON. <clears throat> um, and I am just very excited to hear about this, participate, and uh, just all all the way around, it's going to be a fantastic event. Miss Margie Johnson, CEO, is on, our, is on my live line right now. Miss Johnson, uh, I know I got to get ready to let you go. Um, with regards to uh, health care in the African-American community from where you sit, um, wh- what, what are those foremost needs, in your opinion, that is facing us on a day-in and day-out basis? Well, first of all, we need to get our people in for health care. So health services need to be accessible. Also, heart disease is something that's um, very prominent in our uh, communities and with our minorities. So we need to make sure that we are on a regular basis seeing our doctors, receiving the services 
we need, making sure that our hearts are uh, functioning appropriately, and if not, that we're getting the appropriate care. In addition to that, diabetes is another one that's also very critical to our population. So we need to make sure that we are tested and we're receiving the services that we need, taking the medication or whatever regimen your doctor has provided for you that you are following uh, along with that. Nutritional services is also very key. That is something that needs to also happen, and it needs to also happen in a timely manner. A lot of individuals um, are not eating appropriately, and it does affect your health in terms of um, hypertension, which is high blood pressure, as well as in terms of diabetes. So those are uh, two that is really uh, critical. In addition to that, dental services. It's another one that's high on the horizon that needs to be um, looked into. You need to make sure that you're going to the dentist, that we're going to the dentist on a regular basis. And if we're not, it does affect our health. If we don't have the appropriate um, teeth, it uh, prevents us from chewing. It prevents us from swallowing. It prevents us from really finding um, jobs because we can't smile and, we, and how we look uh, prevents us from getting certain positions that we would want to have. So those are some of the things that are really serious that needs to be attended to. And regular doctor business is something that we don't do, but we need to do on a regular basis. Ms. Margie Johnson, thank you so very much for this critical information that you have conveyed across the WVON airwaves. Looking very forward to joining you guys next week. I am just elated that you uh, availed yourself and made some time for us. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the beloved Community Family Wellness Center, caring people, caring for you. Now, their locations are 6820 South on Halstead Street and also in Robbins, Illinois, 3518 West 139th Street on the second floor. Ms. Johnson, you have a terrific weekend. Be safe out there and keep up the terrific work. And you do the same. I'm looking forward to seeing you and all of Chicago on the 26th of October, 6 p.m., the Little Black Pearl. Little Black Pearl, we will be there. Thank you again. Okay, bye-bye. He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Welcome back. This is WVON.com. From life to health to home, renters and cars. Get all your questions answered about insurance at WVON's Family Care Expo next Saturday, October 26th at the Croc Center, 1250 West, 119th Street. That's at 119th and Truth. Agents will be on hand from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. 
to give you the individual attention that you deserve. These free 15-minute consultations are courtesy of our friends at the Insurance Exchange. 38 minutes after the hour, the Kendall Moore Show, it continues. Sandria Washington, my co-host, she Ooh, is yes. in the building. Of course, the interns are here as well, Elsie and Naya, Naya and Elsie. Uh, they're coming up during the uh, Lit Roundtable. These young ladies are absolutely incredible, uh, and I, I love to hear them. You know, the Zenners and the Next Generation folks, they are they're great. I love their perspectives. Uh, but they just always the uh, fresh voices. They but no. Well, Sandra, you 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 a little young one too now. You know, I you, mm. look at Jared. Jared, like, no, yep, you're right. Like, no, <laughs> no. I mean, thank you, thank you, but no, I'm. I'll be 40. I'm ready for it, too. Oh, wow. I'm, really? I'm excited You're about it, yes. Stop I'm lying excited. on the airwaves. But, <laughs> you know what? People cannot see you. Right. Like, thank you, Jared. I certainly appreciate Look, that. Yeah. Tune into our Facebook Live. You can see. But, yes, 40, fabulous. And I'm excited. I don't know. I mean, I get the stigma about. So are you turning 40 this I will year? Be, yeah, well, 2020. In 2020. In a few months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so in January. March. Team so, Pisces. Where are my Pisces at? Yeah. That's next year. But that's right around the corner. Yeah, People dude, start just... worrying about turning 40 when they're 35. Like, it, it's a big thing. But for me, I'm excited. All my girlfriends are excited. It's a whole crew of us turning 40, and we're excited. You know what? That Okay, so this is a great opportunity uh, yes, to bring this let's up. let's get then. into it. So what is it about a woman turning? I thought when a woman turned 50, that is the time to really, like, celebrate. Is that the golden? Or is it the 40s? I think everything is moving up. So now people are like, you know, 40s, a new 30. Like, everything's moving up. So rather than wait until you're 50 to just say what you want to say, do what you want to do, it's like, no, we're about to do this at 40. (laughs) Like, I am in my groove. You know, a lot of my friends, they have children that are going off to college now. So now they're empty nesters starting their next life. So it's like 40 is the year to get it. Like, you don't have time for anybody's BS, whether it's your job, your relationship. Like... It's the season. It's a new, I think we're all just kind of looking at 40 differently now. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. 312-374-8130. Where, Ladies, my, where are my grown people give at? Give us a call here. The over 35. The over 35. 374-8130. Chime in. Let me know what your thoughts are. It's still are. young, still cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think 40 used to mean something different. You know, maybe 10, 20 years ago, but now it's just like. So let me ask life this. Life is starting again. Going on 40 person here sitting in front of me. Yes. And, I, and I, as I'm looking at my interns as well. So Sweetest Day is this Saturday. Jared, <laughs> I, Jared, I want you to notice. Robin, just in case, Robin, stop shaking your head like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, I told my wife before I left today. Well, I told her this morning when she was, I said, I reminded her and I wrote it. We have this calendar at our home because we got kids and we got all these uh, activities. So I, I wrote it in big letters like, honey, Sweetest Day is Saturday. So and she's probably looking like and <laughs> like and <laughs> sweetest day is for men. Actually, what if I told? Mm, Go ahead. Let me let me let, let me let me hear it. That it's not. What Wait if I told man. you? You know they ain't gonna never let us hide nothing, man. Men can't have Y'all anything. Can't, apparently not because sweetest day needs more receipts. It needs more people. It is not a for real. It's not a for real for real holiday. Where did you? What first of all? Where are you quoting these statistics from? So I'm quoting my Googles. I had to go on the Googles. I'm quoting Wikipedia. But basically, 
really it's, it's like a Midwest holiday. So only like 10 states for real recognize I got to call my people Sweetest out in L.A. Day. I, I'm, oh, L.A. Your... ain't checking for Sweetest Day. Really? You want to call your people in Ohio. <laughs> Maybe in Pittsburgh. Okay, okay. Um, Chicago, pe- of course, you know, we, we love a nice Sweetest Day, but it's really not... <laughs> You go anywhere else, people don't really celebrate it like that. And it's not, it's it's literally a group of like candy confectioners got together in the early 20s. <laughs> and the way they, this is a spin, I love a good spin, but the spin they put on it is that we're going to give candy to the less fortunate. Give, give love from your heart and we're going to give candy to orphans and old people and all this stuff. So that was the spin, like... We or, just we just took it and it's like, oh, it's Valentine's Day part two. But yeah, that was the spin. Okay. All right. So three one two three seven four eighty one thirty. That's my question. You know what, Al Al Greer's walking past. Let me pull <laughs> Al in on this. I'm I'm out. But man, if y'all wanna walking. have it, if y'all wanna no, have this day. No and more, no. <laughs> Al Greer, how you doing, sir? Thank you so very much for stopping by the show. Listen, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Uh, Robin was shaking her head. But you did. But listen, the, the interns <laughs> were shaking their head. Uh, Jared was like, uh, he's with, Jared, please turn your microphone on. We're talking about Sweetest Day. It's this coming Saturday. Brother Al. Yes, sir. Uh, and you're a, you're a more mature brother. <laughs> is Sweetest Day for men or is it or not? Well, traditionally, it's supposed to be for men because Valentine's Day, of course, is for the woman. So Sweetest Day is for the man. And Mm. One of them is a a man made, <laughs> right, right, man made, and y'all still can't. All of them are man made. <laughs> all of them are man made. Al, I, I brought you here for support. Now, come uh-huh. on, now, I need a little bit more than that. But but I, I have to say this: sweetest day is definitely for the men. Thank but, you, sir. Mm. You know, we we actually, you know, in the words of Rodney Dangerfield, we don't get any respect. No respect <laughs> at all. So. Hey, Al, I certainly appreciate you stopping by. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, and Sandra, so, so do men, I mean, so taking that people actually do celebrate this made-up holiday. Wait a minute. I mean, are we men just, getting... Valentine's I mean, Day was a made-up holiday. I mean, they're all made-up. And then right? women, you go crazy. Let me not buy my wife something for Valentine's Day. Oh, it's Day. a problem. Uh, so it's why not problem. have the same passion when it comes to Sweetest Day? You know, we got to make it a problem. Along well, with that's, away that's with what it, I was going to say. Y'all right have right to make I'm, it I'm, I'm a thing it. because y'all need more momentum behind it. Right now, y'all only got 10 states that even recognize it. So y'all got to put some momentum behind it. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. That's, that's I don't all. think the women celebrate it either. Like, if it is for y'all, I don't even think women are trying to claim it either. Like, nobody is checking for a sweetest day unless you're in Chicago. Again, Al, yeah. do you believe this? I mean, did you did you hear what she stated? She said it's only a Midwest thing. That's number one. Number two, and we're the only ones who believe in it. I'm I'm, I'm waiting for the WVON listening audience to give me a call, and I want to hear from somebody and, and them to also be on our side. And then, <laughs> you can't get through the phones if you are not <laughs> oh, on Kendall's side. <laughs> no, no, you absolutely cannot. In my humble opinion, I believe that Sweetest Day is supposed to be for the man because, (laughs) and and don't get me wrong, it it shouldn't be one day that we celebrate each other, you know, each other's mate. I think, you know, we we have Valentine's Day, we have Sweetest Day, Mm -hmm. but I think every day should be a day that we would celebrate our mates without having to be told that, okay, February 
14th is this date. And uh, what is it? Um, August. Um, I'm sorry. October. You know, whatever, 19th is yeah. this date. Whatever Saturday it falls on. Jared. I, okay. Uh, Al, I'm looking you eyeball to eyeball. So yes, what? <laughs> why? Did, did you hear what he just so wait, I Ow. have a question for the men, though. So on Valentine's Day, do your women hook you up? Do you get gifts? Do you get pampered? On Valentine's Day? On Valentine's Day. Because absolutely. I feel like it not. should go both ways. No, absolutely not. Absolutely oh, not. Because man. Valentine's Day is for the woman. And see, I see it as Valentine's Day is for lovers. So I feel it's like. It's for suckers. Yeah. <laughs> it's for suckers. Thank you, nephew. Somebody. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Right. Somebody needs some love. Oh, my God. But no, like, for real, like, your mate, I feel like it goes both ways. So it's not just for the women. This is a celebration of love. So I know when I've been in relationships, I've given gifts on Valentine's Day. I'm expecting a gift, but I'm also giving gifts. There you go. Do do uh, do people age out of these uh, these holidays and these rituals? Like, do people age out of them? I guess that is the question. I have a saying. The things that you do to get a woman are the things that you do to keep a woman. Preach. And Preach. I don't think. He taking over the show. What is pandering he doing over here, man? I got to go. I got to go. I got to drop the headphones. I mean. And, and I don't think there should be a day that we need to celebrate our mate. I don't think we should ever stop dating our mates. Yes. Whether we're that. married whether we've been married five years, ten years, no, 15 stop snapping years, your fingers. Twenty <laughs> five years. Five days. Five days. We should still Because now the date cycle marriage. goes so fast. Should should have, but it should be a two way street. True. It shouldn't be a two way street. Absolutely. I agree. I, I, Absolutely. But the men are doing the heavy lifting on on the courting. Mm-hmm. But yes, it should be a two way street. Three one two three seven four eight one three zero. Listen, and when Al Greer talks, we should have Babyface Edmonds playing in the background <laughs> because what he? I mean, he's right. getting all of the points. <laughs> Naya's snapping her fingers around here. This must be the Friday show. I, yes. I, I am telling you. All right, man. So listen, uh, let's go to D. D, what's up? All right, you know what? We got to take a break. When we come back, D, we're we going to you, brother D. D. All right, we're back in a moment. It's WVON's original Friday night show, Kendall Moore. He'll be back in a moment. Al Greer's still in the building. Was that an Al Greer pick? Because Al, you know, I, you know, you ask a person to do a favor for you, and and, and then he just takes it and runs with it. And now we got to have Babyface Edmonds playing in Look, the background. Getting the men ready for Friday night. All we asked him to do is, is, is support us, man. Give men sweetest day. That's all we asked for. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to Brother D. D. Thanks for holding, man. Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. D. What say ye on the sweetest day uh, for men? Miss D, I'm Hi. sorry. Yeah. Hi, I'm I'm not a brother. No, I said Miss D. I am, Sister, I am yes. in support of the brothers. Yes, for, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you, Miss D. For for sweetest day to be the brothers' day, uh, we we tend to hijack everything that's equated with love. Even the wedding, we take over that as brides. That's our day, even though there's a man involved in that. So, uh, I'm in support of sweetest day being for the men. I'm. 
almost 50 years old. I think this became a thing about 20 years ago. And if memory serves me correctly, it was about the men. I don't know how it's evolved to involve women, but um, I'm in support of it staying for the men. Ms. D, I, first of all, I'm giving you an air hug right now. I, I, I thank you tremendously. But you bring up something else, too. And I you know, don't want to expound too much on it. But when you say okay. that women uh, also hijack weddings, uh, <laughs> please elaborate. <laughs> well, I mean, when you think about it, that day is very much the focus is on the bride. Um, it's not a lot that goes into the groom. Uh, the dress, the entrance, the, you know, uh, the flowers, all of that is surrounded around the woman during that day. I mean, even her ring is more elaborate. Mm. So um, I've never been married. Uh, it may be, you know, something behind that where there's some meaning that I might need to look up. But, in, you know, just from me uh, observing weddings, they're more so about the bride than they are the groom. Ms. D, thank you very much. Please call my show anytime you want to. Let me know that it's you so that I can put okay. you on the air. <laughs> Have a terrific weekend, Ms. D. Oh, okay, you too, and happy sweetest day, fellas. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you Ms. D. You. All right. So, so, fellas, what do y'all want? So, tomorrow, in an ideal world, yes. what, what do y'all really want? All right, so, uh, let me see. <laughs> 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 happy uh oh, uh -oh. We, uh, keep it pg uh, yeah, 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 at yeah, least until eight o'clock yeah we're still in the right. six o'clock right. hour here right um <laughs> no no but but honestly uh you know so i'm gonna shit sh you know what my wife told me because i did give her a hard time about this yes. she told me that she is going i need a tune-up on my car so she said well and you know my wife she, this is how she talks to me well uh, you know i've been told you to get a quote I've been told you to get a quote, and, and that's what you're gonna get for Sweetest Day. I was very grateful, and I just said thank you. Okay, so we don't so even have it. to go over the top. We just it's something very simple, real simple. Yeah. Now, if if if, if in fact it was someone that Al Greer, <laughs> I don't know uh, what you know what I mean. But anyway, I think that guys. It's simple. It, we're simpletons. You know, we really, right. we don't ask for anything Y'all just want elaborate. the respect. Y'all want to be acknowledged. Th that's Give y'all the day. I don't know if we necessarily need it, though. Because if I didn't get a gift, honestly, I would be perfectly okay without receiving it. Because my thing is, I do. I celebrate my wife, and I mm -hmm. honor her, cherish her. So it really is. It's all of the love and affection is for her. I really think that that's the way that it is supposed to be. And that's my honest, yes. honest opinion. But for the brothers out there who need something for Sweetest Day, yes. I'm on their side. Yes. And we want to celebrate y'all every day. Well, celebrate. Every give us, day. Give us Sweetest Day. Then. Well, give us Sweetest Day. Elsa, giving it back. Be sweet. Be sweet. Look at you. Pikachu. Look at you. know what? <laughs> Look it's, at you, Pikachu. It's, it's Friday night at VO. People are acting dick. This is Friday night show, ain't it? People are acting oh, up around. Oh, do y'all like do that? How do men feel about receiving flowers? Jared, I need help on this. How do men feel about receiving flowers from a female? I mean, flowers are beautiful. I can admire some flowers, but I don't really care about getting none. Wait, can you say that word one more time? <laughs> say beautiful again. Beautiful. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs>
Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but I don't care about no flowers. Yeah, yeah. No flowers. I, I'm, I'm as a male. I, I, I would say no. I, I'm not into the flower thing. I'm not. I think it would be. It's a, a an excellent uh, show of affection. But mm-hmm. I, I don't. You know, flowers is not a my woman thing. taking you out to dinner. Would that be nice? Oh, absolutely. A nice change of plans. I, oh my god, I, I can name all. She of, picks up the tab. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Lets you order cheese on it. All of that. Just. <laughs> right. We can't hear you. You're not on the microphone. Okay. Well, when I was dating a guy, um, I took him out to a brewery, and I paid for his dinner, and I paid for his um, yeah. flights. You know what? That yeah. just, that's a nice date. That's that's brewery, that, yeah. For men. Yeah. Or cigar lounge. That's, there you go. Yeah, you yeah. know what? That just sparked a thought. For Ladies, we're giving you all the ideas. Listen, a couple of fifths, a couple of uh, <laughs> uh, uh, cases. Invite them over for Netflix some, and chill. Some, some, there it is. That's the entire package right there. With some food. With food. With, with food. With food. Right. That he did not have to grub hug. Oh, man. All right. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate you guys. Uh, the, the next couple of segments that are coming up for the 7 and 8 o'clock hour, folks, we're going to be shifting gears. Um, this month is Domestic Violence Month. We have uh, some great guests who are uh, going to be joining us for this next hour. So, again, we'll be turning the page and uh, taking on a more serious topic. So I want you guys to make sure that you stick around. Ladies, uh, this next section, and men, you certainly need to be present for this and hear uh, what is going to be conveyed over these airwaves. And, uh, you know, the thing that's going on out there in Texas, uh, we're going to touch that as well. 312-374-8130, that's the number to connect. When we return, we bring our guests on. And we finish part of the show. It's Kendall Moore. You're listening to Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. WVON.com. Make sure you check out my Facebook page as well. It's uh, the Kendall Moore Show. And also on Instagram, I am Kendall Moore and also the Kendall Moore Show. 312-374-8130. That is the number to connect. At WVON, we know that there are matters that are personal. That's why we're doing WVON's Family Care Expo. Omega Tax Services will be on hand for free, 15-minute consultations to help you with your accounting and IRS issues. They'll be there from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. at the Croc Center, 1250 West 119th Street. That's 119th and True. So, folks, come on out, because here is your chance to meet privately with a tax expert. This is all being brought to you by our friends at Omega Tax Services. What a Friday. And uh, got another one of my co-hosts joining me. Brother Will was in the hey, building. Hey, welcome back, Will. Hey, Will. You know, it's one big family here. I, you know, I really love the way that the show is. You know, I got a lot of great energy and people. 
Um, so, Will, welcome. Thank you for being Thank here. You, we my certainly Thank appreciate you, you being Thank here. Thank you, everybody out in WVON. Uh, all right. So, uh, Sandra, I'm going to turn it over to you. I, you right. know, this is a very interesting story that happened out in Texas. I mean, as soon as they finish hugging, you know, the, uh, the, the, yeah. the, the, the white girl out there mm-hmm. and the judge gave her a Bible and combed her hair and did all this other stuff, uh, you know. Here comes. We're right back. We're the, right back yeah. where we have always been. It's not like we started, but where we have always been. Sandra, again, uh, I want to turn it over to you. Yes. Uh, take this story and uh, let's introduce our next guest. Yes. So the story we're referring to, of course, you all have heard about the the killing, the the murder of Tatiana Jefferson, um, a 28 year old woman who was literally sitting in her home. Um, playing video games with her nephew when an officer shot into the home um, and fatally killed her. And so, of course, this happened in Fort Worth, but spread nationally. Chicago can definitely definitely relate to it. We just had a story here um, last month, a young 12-year-old girl shot in her home. So yep. it's not unusual to us, but, of course, it seems like things keep happening in Texas um, so we have a guest today. We have Ms. Leslie Honore. She is the, yes, yes, she is the executive director of Clio Community Family Life Center. And she is also an amazing poet, author, just all around superwoman. Um, but she is one of those people where sometimes you just need You need an artist. You need words to help convey these strong emotions when these types of cases come up. And so her poetry often just hits right on the head when these types of cases happen. Um, And so, of course, Leslie, your your poem was actually the first piece when I went on Facebook Sunday morning. That was like the first thing I saw. And you just hit it right on the head. So I want you to start out just, can you read us mm-hmm. the piece that you wrote for Tatiana? So before I start, um, N-word. Can we say it in context of the poem? If not, I can delicately work around it. Can we delicately can work we? around it? Radio yeah, edit, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, because I get it, and but let's let's do that. Yep. All right. Add her name to the list, the list that has been growing for 400 years. Add her name to the list of mothers, sisters, wives, daughters, slaughtered. The list of names unknown, names unspoken, names disregarded because they don't sound like Schwarzenegger. They just sound like dead N-word. Add her name to the list of black people foolish enough to be a threat while they slept in a car, while they played in a park, while they sold cigarettes, while they asked for help, while they ate ice cream, while they played video games in their own home. Add her name to the list that we whisper in agony, that we will shout in defiance, that we will conjure for justice, that we will mourn with all the other saints in that number when the cops come marching in. Oh, when the cops come marching in. Oh, when the cops come marching in. Your death will be your black skin when the cops come marching in. Mm. And just that last stanza, when the cops come marching in, like, 
that just sums it all up. But tell me, how did you feel when you first heard this story? Um, devastated. I attended um, Xavier University of Louisiana. Tatiana was also a graduate of Xavier University. Um, she came out in um, 2014. Wow. Yes, she uh, was pre-med. Um, and not because of my overwhelming pride of my alma mater, but Xavier is excellence. Yes. So if you are at Xavier, you are there because you are excellent. Mm -hmm. And Tatiana was excellent. And it wasn't that it hit close to home. It was home. I have a sophomore in college right now. Um, just knowing that it's family. Um, but I don't like to make it a point of that she was brilliant and smart and came from a loving family um, because even if she didn't, she had no right to be murdered in her home. Um, I think about the trauma of her eight-year-old nephew, mm -hmm. mm. of having to witness that. And a lot of people haven't really talked about that, that yet. Yeah. Um, I think about the trauma of her neighbor who was just trying to do what we do in community is watch out for one another and he saw the door open. I thought about every time I left the door open, carrying in groceries, running in because it was raining, forgetting to lock it behind myself, checking the mail, letting the dog out. Um, it is a reminder that as black and brown people, we have no sanctuary. We have no place where we are mm -hmm. safe. Yeah. Um, not our homes, not our cars, not our schools, not our churches, not our jobs, not on a street corner. There's nowhere where we are not a target. Um, it it washed over me in waves. I'm talking to my girlfriends who also attended Xavier. My kids call them the Xavier aunties. Um, <laughs> but just reflecting that there there's nowhere we're safe. Nowhere, and it it's doesn't it's not just for. Black boys, black men, but it's black girls, black women. It's it's all of us, and we carry this weight. Um, with my work at Clio, I often um, remind my staff that all of our kids who come in, regardless if they've seen gun trauma or secondary gun trauma, that they carry with them the trauma of being black and brown and having to navigate every space they go into and try to find who is my ally, how do I belong, how do I present myself, where is my safe space? How do I code switch? Who is here to receive me? Who doesn't want me here? And I think we as adults don't register that we are constantly doing that, constantly assessing our safety, our placement, how we move. And it's, it's impossibly heavy to unpack, and especially for people who don't live that life. Um, it would be really great if people of privilege of white people really sat and did some meditation and think about mm -hmm. their safest sanctuary and then think about gunshots and think about the smell of gunpowder and think about their blood and the blood of their children and then think that it's people in uniforms who they pay to protect them who are the perpetrators of that violence. Um, it is, I think we don't like to unpack it because mm -hmm. it's too much. You know, that feeling of feeling safe once you get home, especially, I think, for black men driving while black. Mm -hmm. You make it through the day at work with microaggressions. Mm. You make it through the day of not getting promoted. You make it through the day of, you know, people expecting you to explain everything black. You make it through the day of having to reconcile, am I doing everything I can? Am I holding doors open for other people? Who are my mentors? So you make it through all of that stress. 
and then you get home and, and you just want to breathe easy, you want a soft space to fall, and we don't even have that. Um, so it has been heavy on me all week, just really, really heavy. And then the media spin, they saw a gun. Well, it's Texas. Everybody's concealing carry. Yep. <clears throat> yep. She didn't have it in her hand. Right. Um, the fact that he didn't enter her home through the front, front door to ask, the fact that there was four seconds that he shot, I mean, it is, it's right. continual. And now they're spinning it saying, well, he was inexperienced. He I, hasn't been on the force long. And listen, lost my father in July of 2018, but my dad was LAPD for 27 years. He li- lived through the Watts riots. We lived through the LA riots together. And so I feel very, um, in a, a very good place to talk about policing. Mm-hmm. And we would often talk about after 9-11 about the militarization of the police and how it changed from looking at civilians as people to protect to automatically as criminals, mm. and uh, it doesn't make a difference if he was a rookie or not. That is the training that they are having um, now, and we have to do something about police reform or this continues. And this isn't new. We just have channels to see it with immediacy now. 312, <clears throat> excuse me, folks, 312-374-8130. That is the number to connect. we got to take a quick break, and we will return Asandria, uh, absolutely. I'm really enjoying this conversation. Folks, don't go anywhere. Don't touch the dial. It's Friday. Let's go. Ooh-wee. Yeah, he said it. What? I thought you knew. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Twenty-one minutes after the hour. WVON.com. That's us. And so we are here live in the studio with Leslie Honoré. She is uh, executive director of the Clio Center and an artivist, and we'll get into what that actually means. But we are speaking on the murder of a Tatiana Jefferson. Um, just powerful words before the break, but something that I wanted to go back to is just talking about the response from people. Um, do you get responses from non-black people what have those reactions been like um because when we hear this work we feel like you are speaking for us you are saying exactly what we want to say but maybe can't articulate so what's some of the feedback that you get um it depends i i think with some of my more triggering pieces and pieces that i'm i am really conscious that i'm writing for um people who don't have a voice I, i really feel that's that's my art is to write for the voiceless, the unheard, the unseen, the people that we kind of look over, especially um, hashtag culture. There's a person attached to that name and a family and a legacy. Um, A lot of times I get people who are are grateful. I get people who um, really connect, and I'm overwhelmingly grateful for that as an artist because that's all you want to do is find those links of humanity that connect us. Um, um, White audiences are, are really polarized. Either they are extremely appreciative and open and and humble, or I get um, you know I've had death threats before in my inbox. Mm-hmm. I've you know I always get that she's not black enough to talk about what she's talking about, and I love that. Like thanks, um, <laughs> I'm blackskin and very proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Explain what that means. I love the it. people, right? I love it. I love it. So my father is black. He's from New Orleans. Um, my mother is Mexican. She immigrated when she was 15. Um, and so I'm black I'm, I'm very proud of being black and brown. Um, 
I'm I much like James Baldwin, I love my country because it's mine. It is mine by birthright and it's mine by blood right. Either I was here first or my ancestors toiled to make it what it is. So I feel um, very called to criticize it and try to make it better. Um, so, but I, I think since um, Marmalade Mussolini has been in office, it's really pulled back. <laughs> <laughs> Say yes. that. Say Marmalade that. Mussolini. Mussolini. I love it. I love it. Come on now. Um, it, it's it's pulled back a veil that um, was thin and that mm-hmm. we thought we had moved past, and it's always been there. Um, so, yeah, it, it's mixed. Um, when I'm writing something positive, like I had some pieces about um, – Selena, um, Serena Williams go viral um, about um, Meghan Markle's mom go viral mm-hmm. and, and happy pieces seem to be really um, wonderful and people you know love um, kumbaya moments um, but that's not always the lens I write with so uh, I, I try really hard to do um, a 24 hour turnaround um, and sometimes it's easy sometimes it's not um, but a lot of us are getting our news on social media right. we're not really trusting outlets mm-hmm anymore and don't really want to hear the constant news cycle that is filled with Trump lately. So I, tr- I try to do it in a way that's human, um, that's accurate, um, but but that voices it in a way that is real and that we connect with. So how do we unpack this as black people who are, you know, it seems like every other week there's a story like this. How do we unpack this if we're not poets or writers? Um... I think first we unpack it by um, acknowledging that this is not new. We just have a new and immediate way to see it and share it and talk about it. But um, violence against black people, hatred of black people, lynching, um, disenfranchisement has been happening since we've, we've come here. I love when people say, oh, America, we're better than that. Um, no, this is who we are. We were born between the legs of oppression and enslavement, between murder and theft, um, our father's white supremacy. This is how we got here. This is our legacy. And until we start calling it what it is, we are never going to dismantle it. So we have to, we have to stop um, you know, having these hands across America moments. This is not that. This, is, this, is, this has been our reality. Um, I can't think of a black person who does not have a story of themselves experiencing harassment, their family experience harassment, like um, this is what happens. This is our lives. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a call right now. 312-374-8130. That is the number. Let's go ahead. Chris, how you doing? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Good evening. How y'all doing? All right. right. We got to remember racism in America is as um, American as apple pie. So I'm going to give you an example of Cliven Bundy, uh, who happens to be a white man, a, a cattle rancher, who took over uh, U.S. land and was to be ejected off the land by federal agents, local law enforcement, CIA, and everything. And he held them at gunpoint, uh, Cliven Bundy. He held them at gunpoint more than once. And he was not shot. He was taken alive at his day in court, and he ultimately beat the charges. Um, and you have this sister, um, and I, I have people in New Orleans, and I know they talk about that college very highly, 
and, you know, a great sister living her best life, taking care of her little nephew. And under the castle doctrine, you can protect your home, uh, your property from, uh, you know, from someone trying to harm you or kill you. And you do not have to retreat. Uh, the attorney, Mr. Merritt, said they did a um, playback with an expert. She was shot, shot less than 0.6 of one second. Mm. And that that uh, officer broke all type of laws and protocols. Uh, if they would have pulled up and their lights had the lights on, flashing the lights, yep. Uh, yep. Poli- police is here, knock on the door, yep. everybody, is everything okay? And that's it. But he shot through the window without seeing what was on the other side, endangering that child and everybody who else was in that that, that home. Um, And this is nothing new. Um, These things have been going on forever. And the the cries of the blacks and browns, you know, has gone um, unheard, unheard. And you you know it firsthand because Chicago police is one of the worst police, if not the worst police force in in the world yeah. under the consent decree and and the consent decree and the DOJ report was done off CPT data. And <laughs> I mean, the racism is as American as apple pie. You do not see a white woman being shot in her home Say um, that. Say in that. Lincoln, Lincoln Park, Say Kenilworth, that. Highland Park, or any rich suburb in, in, in Dallas. And I worked um, in Dallas, uh, for about a month for the company I worked for. And I worked in Fort Worth, Euless, Richards. I worked in about 20 different cities. And, you know, it's not uh, abnormal. Everybody's packing a gun. Like I would go see clients um, and they would have a gun on their hip or they would have a gun in their vehicle. It is it's seeing a gun down there and it makes you uh, afraid you should not be in law enforcement and is always at the end when someone's killed oh it's training oh this and that well they're responsible because they the state and that that city and that municipality co-signed for that inept person who took a life you know and and he's a criminal it's no ands hey, hey, or chris chris i, I, I don't mean to interrupt you but i got to get to these other callers i really appreciate oh, okay. you uh sharing oh, okay. that information man thank you so very much for, for checking okay, thank, in thank you i, I sometimes i just ramble on man no no, no chris, you were spot on you yeah spot, spot on. on listen we got to take a break we will return in just one second uh dave clark when we return we'll get to you magnificent person sitting here uh i mean god what do you say we're back in a moment Kendall Moore on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. With Brother Jared, you jamming on this Friday night. Hey, I know. Folks, Can we get a playlist? Uh, absolutely. WVON.com. Of course, my co-host, uh, Sandria Washington. She is in the building. Brother Will. Hey. Also on deck. And, the and you know, let me say this, folks. And we're going to get to the callers in just one second. Uh, what, do, what do you say about a person uh, such as yourself? Like, when we were on break... And we do, we, we, we stream live on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and uh, I'm going to shut up. But 
your energy, your articulation, like everything. And I think my colleagues agree. Yes. Yes. Uh, You have a way with presenting what many people want to say but don't quite Mm -hmm. know how to articulate it. I appreciate that so much. I'm going to take that and hold on to it on days I'm not feeling too great about myself, and I'm just going to whip it out. Love on it. Right. Hold on to it tight. I so appreciate that. You guys have been nothing but just open and humble and generous, and I'm so grateful um, just to be at this table with um, all of you who I know love and care about this city and about people who look like us so much. So well, thank you, you for having me. Well, you took me there. I was listening. I was like, yeah, she's right. You you never realize until somebody says it that you're doing all these checks Mm-hmm. to make sure that somebody else is comfortable. I mean, I, I do it as a big black man. <laughs> you know, I did yeah, it before yeah. I walked in this building. Yeah. You know, because you never know. People, you know, they no, panic. And, and as a black man, and as, yeah. as, as so uh, eloquently articulated, we do have to do those checks. Mm-hmm. And I think last week I was sharing with, with, the, with the panel, I take it for granted because – you know, I, I love our sisters. I love black and brown women. Like, I think I'm overbearing when it comes to the protection of you guys, you ladies. I don't want to offend. I don't know, you know. But but the, the reason that I say this is because as a male with uh, children and young male children, I do it. My, I have to do it myself. And I know mm-hmm. I'm not a thug or a villain, mm-hmm. but any, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. As mm-hmm. as in this instance right here. And we talk about it, and now we're turning pages every day about it. Mm-hmm. You know, before we leave out of here tonight, you know, I'm hoping that nothing happens. But, you know, th- that's what we deal with on a day-in and day-out. And, and white people just don't seem to get it. Yep. They don't understand. They just don't seem to they get it. They get to walk around and mm-hmm. just be. And be. We can't even walk around and breathe. Yeah. Like, we cannot physically exist. Yeah. Not even in the house. And I think that that that's what I try and write about and and try to convey that insanity. So when you ask me why are we angry, you keep killing me. Mm. Mm-hmm. You you keep killing my, my fathers and my brothers and my lovers and my children constantly, perpetually, since our feet hit the shores in 1619. It has been nothing but murder for us. I am angry. We are angry. We are tired. And I think what what people are feeling is that a reckoning is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why, you know, my humble editorial on this, why, you know, Trump has sounded sounded the alarm on the, the KKK, who some, and they cover themselves up as police officers. Mm-hmm. Um, but he sounded the alarm, and, they, you know, it's, uh, it's hunting season for, uh, for African-Americans, yeah. both men and women. When I first heard the story, the first thing I thought about was revenge with a question mark. That was the first word that came to For what mind. happened out in the... Yeah, uh, in, I said revenge, mm-hmm. yeah. because it just seems so odd. It happens a second time in the same. Fort Worth is not that far. That happened in, like, Houston, right? Or uh, with, uh, no, that happened in Dallas. In Dallas. In Dallas. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they're two-hour drive. That's a two-hour yeah. drive between each other. I was just, just so in close. Houston, like, two, uh, right. a week or so. Was it last right. week? I think were, I was, yeah, I was in, I, literally, I, I was in Houston, and I was sharing with a colleague, like, they walk around with pistols. I was like, I was like, this yeah. is the the wild wild west. Literally, they walk mm. ar- with pistols. Mm. I'm walking and just walking, and somebody has you know because it's open carry out there. 
Anyway, I don't want to take away from the conversation. We've got a couple callers. I want to make sure that they get in and participate. So let's go to the phone line. Uh, Dave, how are you? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. We don't got Dave? Dave gone. Oh, well, uh, you know what? Dave, Dave had is, to leave. No, Dave is still there. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, let's, let's, let's uh, continue the conversation. Uh, Sandra, I'll turn it back over to you. So you, you've written this piece. And, you know, you're, you're getting these responses back. Where where do you go from here with this? So when you write a piece like this, like what, how does the conversation continue? Um, it, really, once I write a piece and post it, it's kind of like it's, it's no longer mine mm-hmm. anymore for the conversation. It is definitely mine in ownership. And I've had quite a number of times where people have reposted. Uh, yes. We can talk about that all day. Right. Um, but I hope what it does is just spark a conversation. What I hope. It, it does is, is help people who aren't familiar with this, um, this anguish, start to look at it a little bit differently. And um, I try to do it with some consistency um, so people can understand it is not an isolated event. Mm-hmm. It is daily. It is annually. It is decades and millennia of this happening. We are just able to see some pieces of it, but this is happening every day. There aren't body cams everywhere Mm -hmm. there aren't people there you know facebook living as it happens right Mm -hmm. but it happens in every corner Mm -hmm. of america Mm -hmm. every day and you work with young people so how i'm sure you've talked with them about it so how are they dealing how are you helping them to cope because of course as adults we have some context we can understand but for them this is becoming their new normal that they're growing up in so so at Clio we do it um many ways we do after school programming um for youth 5 through 13 for free they come um after school it's a safe place for them to be we do remediation a lot of times in our neighborhoods because our schools are not equally funded which is why a lot of our magnificent teachers are striking right now is is not for money. It's for education equity. Mm -hmm. Um, So our kids in poor neighborhoods where parents can't pay a lot of taxes get substandard education because that's all they have. So we do a lot of remediation. We do tutoring. Um, We do mentoring program. We run uh, mentoring programs with the city. Um, We try to fill in the gaps uh, as much as possible. We work with after-school matters. We do a musical theater program. And, And really at the heart, whether it's in the grant or not, what I try to infuse Um, into our kids' lives is processing trauma through the arts. Mm. So giving Mm -hmm. them a space where they can create, where they can um, find some autonomy, where they can own their own narrative, where they can can write about it, and no one's telling them that it's right or wrong. They can dance. They can sing about it. um, They can paint about it. Um, Not every uh, kid is an athlete or an academic. So many of us are artists, and we need to find a way um, to give them those opportunities to let their soul speak. Fine art is such um, a, a privileged pathway. Mm-hmm. It has some very big privileged gates. Um, and when you expose our kids to it, I mean, that's what we do as black and brown people. What we've done with our trauma forever mm-hmm. is take it and make it beautiful. We take our scars and we make it even Like I'm thinking of like NWA, you know what I mean? Like thinking about, you know, F the police. Like you have all this anger and rage about what's going on. It's like... We need to communicate this. What's my medium? I'm going to rap about it. Yeah. And when we take away those mediums is, is, is when we see um, destruction in humanity, mm-hmm. when we see hopelessness, when it's bleak. Um, and so that's what our kids are, are, are battling. So 
um, we try to create a brave space, not a safe space, but a brave space where you are allowed Mm -hmm. to express yourself, where you're allowed to come and bring your whole self, where we are being restorative. No one gets thrown away. People make mistakes, especially our kids are told they make one mistake then it's over. There are no more options. And you got to be twice as good as everybody and else is, because you and are And we've been black told and that and everybody yeah. knows the Papa Pope um, speech. That is so horrid that we have to tell our youth that they have to be perfect to achieve. Um, it is incumbent upon adults that we are creating spaces where they can achieve and they don't have to do perfection. Um, and that we are, are knowing that what, 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 what we're sowing, we're not going to harvest. And we have to be really good stewards of that. Our babies shouldn't be the people that have to fix it. They are not the problems. Say that. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Sandra. No, yes, no. no. Say that, say that, and and say that. Yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from because I used to teach uh, some, uh, some youth for the NAACP over on the west side, and I used to, uh, uh, I encountered that same thing with them as well, you know, and uh, I totally understand. Where you coming from? Uh, these kids out here, they need, they need some some good artistic counseling to definitely help them, you know, uh, through through what's going on. So, are they feeling hopeful? Like, are they feeling like my life matters? Our babies do. Um, I wish you know. Anybody who wants to donate, <laughs> to, Look, please no. Give us, us, give us the spiel. Let, let us grow know where our we capacity. Can find Clio Center. Um, how Clio we can Center help. is one nineteen East Garfield on the south side of Chicago. We have a beautiful mural on the side of our wall. You cannot miss it if you get off on Garfield and you're going east. Um, so we we only have the capacity of whatever our, our grant uh, allows us to do. But, but you don't have to be linked to a nonprofit to be impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, just simple things of not buying into the stereotypes that other people want us to believe about our kids. You know, telling a little brown girl she's beautiful, telling a young man um, he's handsome, or just speaking to him, not walking just past him hi, like like yes. he doesn't exist, that he's invisible. You know, good morning goes a long way. Hey, how you doing? And they get, they're so shocked when you do it because I do it all the time and they look startled that somebody spoke to them. Because they are invisible and people want them to remain invisible Mm. perpetually. Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear them. Let me go to the phone line. (laughs) I know folks have been trying to get in. Dave, how you doing? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. I want to say two, two words. Uh, uh, exquisite and edifying uh, the artist's work, and uh, it's 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 really uh, uplifting. And uh, thank you for taking my call. And oh, excellent dear, radio, exquisite, just, you know, excellent mm-hmm. radio. Uh, I wanted to know if any of um, the panel there and or the artists ever heard of and knows of the work or had a chance to study some of the work of Dr. Francis Crusk Welsing mm-hmm. and or Neely Fuller Jr. You know, it's a United Independent mm-hmm. Compensatory Code System concept. You know, uh, the statement on the book is, uh, if you do not understand racism, white supremacy, what it is, and how it works, everything else you understand will only confuse you. And yes. Dr. Wilson kind of asked, asked why those behaviors, with the end goal not being simply to cope with racism, white supremacy, but uh, to produce justice, and as is defined, uh, to guarantee that no one is mistreated, and to guarantee that those who need help get the most constructive help. So I was just was wondering if they've had a 
chance to study some of the scholarship of Neely Fuller or Dr. Francis Cross Wilson. Absolutely. Uh, I attended Xavier University of Louisiana, and we are excellent uh, at all things, you. especially in studying our own people. I'm a huge uh, proponent of HBCUs. So a- absolutely. That, Who that's some of your, yeah, your yeah, yeah, work, some of your creativity? Oh, um, I would say Langston and Maya are my um, North Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nikki Giovanni. But a- a- at the same time, uh Pac and Biggie and um, Public Enemy and Biggie mm-hmm. Small. Who and, is this woman? Yes. <laughs> Who is this woman sitting by the studio? Magical unicorn. <laughs> yeah, because all of those, they all, yeah, well-rounded. Yeah. Disruptors. They're all the, yeah. There's no change without disruption. So let me ask this. Let me let me ask this then. So what if we get what we're asking for? What if we get what we're asking for? Like, have we really thought about that? Mm. Yeah. Based off Hell of what, yeah. the, what, what, based off of what the last <laughs> caller just stated, right? And 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 and, 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 and so that really is the question because we're always at least let me let me speak for myself. I can't speak, you know, for the entire race. What if we really get what we are asking for? What if what what does equality, what does justice look like in our minds? Because outwardly we can't do anything together. We're sitting in a state right now where everybody who is anybody are African American or a part of the community of color. Mm-hmm. I mean, Latino, Latinx, African American. Um, I mean, outside of Governor J.B. Pritzker and Hill. You know, sometimes I think he's black, right? Um, but the question again, what, 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 what do we do? I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I I think for me the end goal, you know, when it comes to equity is um, freedom and choice. I just want my kids to be able to have the exact same choices as every kid north of Madison has. I want them to be able to choose where they live, where they go to school, what they want to pursue, who they want to love, who they want to be, how they want to identify, and not have to worry about whether they will die for it. That's it. Who do we have to outside? Okay, so we know um, they're the racists. Because I don't want to say all white people. Instead of me calling them white people, I'm going to call them, and your, your eyebrow went up. I'm on, let me clarify. <laughs> the majority. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me clarify what it is that I'm trying to state here. I, I'm, I'm speaking to the racists. Uh, I, I just really start saying that to myself. I can't, you know, say everybody is this, but until you prove yourself to be otherwise. Um. Yeah, I lost my thought. What I really do we did. want? No, no, That's no. That wasn't saying. the question. It was something that was just stated, and I wanted to, I wanted to ask that question. But anyway, I, I really did. I, I lost my thought on that. Um, at the end of the day, um, being safe in your own home, and particularly uh, women, when we have one in three men who are probation, prison, mm-hmm. uh, parole, not there, uh, we have now... Um, you know, men doing all types of weird stuff and some don't even want to be recognized as such. With the absence of that male presence in the home, a lot of women are having to fend for themselves now. And so when we talk about the safety of women and protecting your own 
home. What does that look like in real life for you guys, for you ladies? Um, as a single mother of three, um, as a survivor of domestic violence, um, what it looks like f for me is, is courage every day. And that's not the absence of fear. It's just m moving every day, one mm -hmm. more step at a time. Um, I think it's honesty. I think it's having real conversations with our kids. I think all of us who are 40 plus come from a generation where our parents were um, very protective. They didn't talk about money. Mm -hmm. They didn't talk about relationships. They didn't talk about sex. They didn't talk about their jobs. They didn't talk about movement. And we, you know, kind of come into the world. Figure it out as we go. Exactly. Um, so it is, it is about redefining our community. Uh, I think it's also about being transparent and being vulnerable and being able to be open and say, I need help yeah. um, or I'm tired I, to be able to say no. I, I, I cannot be present for that. Um, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. I don't like, even want just to. to be oh, no, how about this? Say, no, no, no. I don't want to. No. Complete it's a feel complete and full <laughs> sentence. No, no. We always no. want to explain something. No. Without explanation. Just no, just no. 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 No, um, I, I, and I don't want to assume, I think somewhere where you were going where if racists are listening, I don't think they are, um, but if they are. <laughs> listening. Oh, yeah. They listen. They listen, trust me. Um, or people who are want to be change agents and who, who consider themselves allies. The work they need to do is not necessarily shoulder to shoulder with us. We got this. What they need to do is talk to the people that we are not going to talk to. Their cousins, mm -hmm. their uncles, mm -hmm. their Thanksgiving family, yeah. the right. people yeah. that they work with, they have to have their own courage and, and stop it and mm -hmm. communicate. Check them, and hold educate. them accountable, educate. What we are tired of being is your equity mammies. I'm not going to nurse you through the revolution. You got to work on your own because I'm working on mine. I no longer have the capacity to do that. So you want my book? I talk about it. Read it. You want to ask me some questions? Google. I'm, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> right. to fat check for you if right, you don't believe right, something right, right, I'm right, saying right, is right. correct. I'm sorry. I don't, I, don't have the, I don't have the time for that. I'm one person. And there are a lot of one persons. Do not burden the one person of color you know with all your questions. We're tired. Mm. No. No. Don't, don't do it. Learn. We don't have Encyclopedia Britannicas anymore. The world is at your fingertips. You can find out whatever you, you need to know, but you take your own thought of hope and change into the places we will never be invited to. We're not even, yeah, allowed. Take it into the C-suites. Take it to your partner. Take it into your school. The country club. Take it all, take it all those places, because I, I don't want to go there. So you do that work with your people there. Mm. I'm going to do the work with my people, and that's how we fight together. I, I really... I agree with you 100% because I said this years ago um, in one of my blogs on my Facebook page how we can't really do anything about racism. You know, it's up to the people who are racist, the dominant culture, for them to, they have to have a civil war, so to speak, a social civil war within their group, within their culture. I think we all kind of do to stop, uh, to stop racism, to stop prejudice, you know, uh, so, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. 
You talked about the Clio Center, and I know we're coming up against the uh, the clock in just one second. Uh, so I want to shine a little bit light about it. You 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 told you you know you told us where it was, et cetera. Um, how did you get involved with that? And uh, you know, elaborate just a little um, bit. I've been the executive director of Clio almost two years. Uh, Clio was founded roughly about thirteen years ago. Tori Barrett, our CEO, lost his sister due to domestic violence, and her name was Clio. Um, so he created the organization in her memory to help people with domestic violence. Um, he named it Cleo, but our acronym now stands for Keep Loving Each Other, not mm. just her name. Gotcha. Um, and so in the decades plus, um, we've become a pillar in Washington Park community, and we do everything from all the programs I mentioned earlier. We also have a food pantry the first Wednesday of every month that is completely free and open for anyone in the Chicagoland area. If anyone is familiar with having to go to a food pantry, and I've had to go to a food pantry before, mm-hmm. if you don't live in that neighborhood, you can come once. But after that, it's it's supposed to be for the people, and they'll check your ID. Cleo's completely open. We have a chef who does um, a food demo on how to make healthy foods with the food that we receive from the Greater Chicago Food Depository. We partner with the University of Chicago. They do screenings for diabetes, which is prevalent in black and brown communities because we don't have any grocery stores with healthy food because yep. mm. um, our streets are not walkable, and they're not safe for us to get out and exercise in, and it is by design. Um, so what we try to consider ourselves as being is if we can't be the source of it, we are the hub to connect you to the resources. Um, I look like the majority of people that we serve on paper. I'm a single mom. I'm black and brown. I have always lived uh, adjacent to poverty because that's what I can afford. Um, <laughs> so I, I love I love my South Side communities. Um, but I know the difference between my success and my children's success is my education and access to resources. And it is my life's mission to ensure that every kid I come across has the same access to those resources as my kids do, that that is not the reason that they are unsuccessful. So we try to fill in the gaps, stand in, stand in them, close them, knock down the barriers, um, and I challenge my staff, and I'll challenge everyone who's listening um, to find a way to keep loving yourself, keep loving your family, keep loving your community, and keep loving each other. Find a way to Cleo every day. Mm. Yes. Where can we find you? Because I know people want to follow you, continue this conversation. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It is just my government name. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leslie Honore, L-E-S-L-E-H-O-N-O-R-E. You can follow me at all of those places. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find my book, uh, Fist and Fire, on Blurb. Please use Blurb. Um, Amazon doesn't pay authors very much. I like them for delivering everything else, though. Um, shout out to getting my toilet <laughs> shout paper. Out to Prime. <laughs> shout out to Prime. Shout out to Prime. Shout out to Prime on delivering medications to my kids in college real quick, <laughs> uh, like Super Mama. Um, but just get my book at Blurb. Um, but yeah. the links are, are in my bio anywhere. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give, give the book uh, to the WVON listening audience once, once more. It is Fist and Fire. Um, and you can, and you can f- hold it up oh. for the people who are watching on Facebook. Yeah, I would have brought copies, but I'm sold out. But I'm going to bring you some. I ordered some. Sold know, I'm hold out. You to that. Humble flex. Quick little humble flex. Uh, listen, I will humble flex all day because this was 20 years in the making, yes. 20 years of writing. You better. You better. Um, my cover work is done by my best friend, David Anthony Geary, who is a local artist here in Chicago. We've been best friends since we met at Xavier, so over 20 years. Um, but black don't crack and beige don't age. We still look good. Um, and y'all have an event coming up. Next we do week, have an correct? event coming up. Okay. Look, my girl. Um, <laughs> David and I also do a Facebook show um, once a month called A Bestie Shine, where we talk about 
uh, love, art, um, relationships, friendships. Um, and we are partnering with the Sophie Hotel and Joy Jaden in Hyde Park in doing a conversation. So it's myself and David. It will be um, Eric Williams from the Silver Room and DJ um, Dwayne Powell and then the GM from the Sophie and the GM from Hyde Park. Just yes. having some intimate oh, conversation. Sure. October right. 22nd, 7 to 9 p.m. Do we have an invite? Can Sophie. we roll through? You Please roll through. It is free 99. <laughs> <laughs> Come out and holla at your girl. Um, but yeah, follow. Hit me up. Yes. Come on through. Send some love. I'll, the I'll coolest executive back. director ever. Your executive director could never. <laughs> like, <laughs> just amazing. Oh, thank you, you for, for being here. Thank that you for making cry. space for me. There it is, folks. Hey, you know, what What more can you say? We certainly appreciate it. Uh, you know, Miss Sandra, thank you so very much for this. Yes. I, I, I hold you responsible for all this greatness. Man, she's That's amazing. Girl. There, there's so many amazing people in our community, so... We gotta we gotta give y'all the spotlight. Y'all are doing great work. Thank there you, thank you, thank you. Thank you again. All right, folks, coming up, uh, we take a quick break and uh, we continue uh, within the same vein. Well, not in the same vein, but um, uh, we we have another topic that we would like to bring to you, and uh, that is domestic violence. Don't touch the dial. You're listening to Kendall Moore Radio for the Next Generation on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. We here at WVON, we know that there are matters that are personal. That's why during WVON's Family Care Expo, Omega Tax Services will be on hand for free 15-minute consultations to help you with your accounting and IRS issues. They'll be here and be there from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. at the Croc Center, 1250 West 119th Street. That's at 119th and Troop. Here's your chance to meet privately with a tax expert. And this is brought to you by our friends at Omega Tax Services. Folks, next week is going to be a big uh, it's a big weekend for us here at WVON. The entire family will be out. You get a chance to see Mays. You get a chance to see Perry Small is what they call it, y'all. Matt and Kim will be there. Art Chat Daddy Sims. 
Uh, everybody, the entire team, I will be there as well. Hope you guys come out and say hello to me. I'm going to be participating uh, with the Women's Pavilion. They're going to be, you know, we have a whole bunch that's happening with the, the, the Women's Pavilion. So make sure you save the date and that you are out at the, um, at the event. Again, it's going to be held at the Croc Center, 1250 West 119th Street. That's 119th and Troop. In the meantime, we turn the page, folks. Uh, I want to say again, uh, thank you guys for joining the show. Of course, my, my co-host, everybody is here. Big shout, Brother Will is in the building. Woo-hoo. Sandra hey, is hey. in the building. Woo-hoo. And guess who finally decided to join us? <laughs> guess who walked in with her pimp stick? Look at Fly, though. Oh, Look at Fly. my God. With her Gucci throat yeah. shawl. <laughs> we know it's Gucci. We know it's Gucci. Uh, Netta Beretta. Hello. Hello. Beretta, how are you? I'm amazing. How are you? I am well glad that you can make it. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I missed yeah. you guys. Oh, my God. Well, thank you for being here. We certainly appreciate it. And by the way, folks, I, I do want to also say this. Uh, Netta is uh, spearheading this uh, next segment. Netta, we certainly appreciate you participating. Uh, again, and not to be redundant, uh, the show has taken a tremendous it, it leaps and bounds when it comes to the show and, you know, the new segments that we have. So, Netta, thank you very much. Netta, uh, this next segment um, is about domestic violence. Of course, this is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's guest is Megan Sims, and she is a domestic violence survivor. Um, and she's also a child welfare supervisor and doctoral student. So, uh, Netta, I want you to take it away, and uh, we certainly appreciate our next guest uh, being here and being present. Absolutely. Thank you for being with us, Megan. Thank you for having me. It's always a little difficult when you talk about hard topics like this, but I think it needs to be discussed because there are a lot of people who are experiencing these things and they don't necessarily want to talk about it. Maybe they feel alone or maybe they're afraid, but I really appreciate you being willing to come and talk about it so that they can see that there is a way out. There is life after domestic violence, mm-hmm. Absolutely. and they don't have to resolve themselves to live in that situation for the rest of their lives. So can you just give us a little bit of background about what your relationship was like before the domestic violence? Well, being transparent, it was a bit tumultuous. It was up and down. Um, we were young, dating in high school. Um, he was dating me, dating other girls, different things like that. So okay. it was just a lot of off and on, back and forth. Okay. Now, I think there's a stigma about domestic violence victims that they're weak, that they may be uneducated, that they uh, don't know how to stand up for themselves. But I think it's very dangerous to judge someone based on the outside uh, variables of their situation. Because talking to Megan, I don't see weakness in her at all. And, you know, she is a product of the foster care system, but she has also dedicated her life to helping children in that same situation. And she had the strength to get out of that uh, situation with her ex-husband. So when you were in the relationship with your ex-husband, was there anything that let you know that this was going to escalate any further? Yes, um... I can remember uh, very vividly the first time where he got physical with me. Okay. It was about a month a month after we got married. When we got married, we both were 18 years old. Um, and what led to the situation was um, there was some pictures in his phone from his ex-girlfriend. I confronted him about it, and it just went from there. And that's when he got, the first time he got physical with me. Mm-hmm. Did you have any 
verbal abuse before the physical abuse? I mean, just regular arguing and different things like that. I did know that he had a history of doing that because he did um, do that to his previous girlfriend, but mm -hmm. I just thought that it wouldn't happen to me. Okay. That brings up a question that I had. Do you think that abusers can change? You said he had a history of it with his ex-girlfriend. Do you think that it is actually possible for them to change? With counseling and therapy, yes, but that individual has to want to change. Okay. Was he willing to have any kind of therapy or counseling? Minimal, um, but it just, it was a situation where it was kind of going nowhere fast. Okay. So when it got to the point where you're like, you know what, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. Were you willing to just say, you know what, I'm leaving? Or was there kind of like this back and forth where you kind of fought with yourself and you're out the door and then you're back in? How did that go for you? It was absolutely a back and forth. Um, total, we were married for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. For a year and a half, we were separated. The first year, we were in the household together. So it was a lot of uh, back and forth, arguing. You know, he would leave. At the time, I was in the military. Okay. So he would leave and come back to Chicago for a little bit. Then we would try to reconcile that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, were, there, were there any good times in the bad times? Times where you thought it might have been getting better and then it gets worse again? Of course, of course. But that's how that's what the cycle of violence is. You always go through that honeymoon phase and mm -hmm. then things just kind of escalate from there and then the situation occurs where there is some abuse and then it cools down from there and it just repeats itself because it is a cycle. I d I'm asking these questions because I think it's important for people to understand it might seem like it's getting better, but it not, might not get better. And to know when they are in this cycle of abuse, like you said, so do you feel like he was remorseful and he wanted to change? Do you think he was just an evil person and abusive and mean and violent? At that point in his life, yes. You think he wanted to change? I think that he just had, a, it was a lot of different variables in the situation, and it's definitely not making any type of excuses for him because it is not acceptable to put your hands on anybody or any other form of abuse. But at that time, it was like we both were, we both were young. We were both 18 years old, both, you know, we weren't in Chicago. We were halfway across the world, didn't have our families. I worked, he didn't. So mm -hmm. there was a lot of, you know, back and forth with that. You know, being 18 years old, being a female, and I'm the breadwinner for my family, and I have a spouse. Um, so it just was a lot of that, a lot of jealousy, you know, being accused of infidelity, just a, a myriad of different things. Okay. That's something that we actually talked about before is the income structure in the relationship. Do you think that it played any role that you were the breadwinner, that he felt inferior? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and as a male, and Will is here as well, and Jared is here as well, um, you know, it's always sad when you hear stories like this. Um Men, you know, we, we have to be, men, we are responsible. Like, I always feel like I got to apologize mm -hmm. for other men. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I mean, yeah. I, I really do. Yeah. Domestic violence is one of those things. Uh, and, and I'm certified in domestic violence because I work in the healthcare field. I, it, it, so the statistics are, they're, they're, they're nauseating. Mm -hmm. It's like, what, every five minutes a woman in the United States is being beaten. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's just, it's appalling. And, and, and a lot is not uh, being done about that, uh, Will. Um, and so just, you know, listening to 
the interview and what you guys are discussing right now. Uh, we we never have enough time to talk about it, um, but we certainly it's domestic violence month. We we want to bring awareness to it because there's someone who's listening to this program here right now this evening. I promise you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I promise you that someone is listening right now, mm-hmm. Netta. Uh, who knows what you have gone through because they're going through it right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and they need um, to hear the story. They need to also get information on how to get out of that situation. Absolutely. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, it takes, what, eight to nine times for it to happen to well, you. Yeah, I've heard a similar yeah. statistic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Something, if I could interject real quick, um, because Megan mentioned, you know, he got physical shortly after they married. Um, but I wanted to point out that domestic violence isn't only physical. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other ways that somebody can be abusive towards you. So I just want to read off a few. There's like a list of 17 things. Um, what is domestic violence? Does your partner ever insult, demean, or embarrass you with put-downs? Uh, do they push, slap, choke, or hit you? Do they stop you from seeing your friends and family? Do they control the money in the relationship? Um, do they make all the decisions in the relationship without your input? Do they tell you that you're a bad parent or threaten to take your children away? Uh, do they destroy property? Do they intimidate you with guns, knives, or other weapons? Um, do they threaten to commit suicide or threaten to kill you? And mm-hmm. that's just a few of right. the signs. Mm-hmm. But I think for a lot of women, they may not even recognize that they're in an abusive relationship Absolutely. because they may just think, oh, he's having a bad day. We're in a rough spot in the relationship. Oh, he talks to everybody like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's just making a joke, you know, when he calls me stupid right. or whatever it is. And we don't really realize that this person is being abusive and that it could potentially escalate. Absolutely. So I think it's important just to put in the space um, to get women to think about, like, wait, what is my partner really Mm -hmm. doing? What is he saying to me? Um, How does that make me feel? And do I feel safe in this situation? Absolutely. And I think that that is really important because abuse isn't just being hit. Right. Absolutely. And that's the first thing that you think is that he didn't hit me, so he's not abusive. So I'm curious, what mental space were you in? For someone who might be listening, who might be going through the same thing, what mental space were you in and the conversations that you were having with yourself when you said, I have to get out of this? When that occurred, I was 19, and um, he actually pulled a gun out on me Mm -hmm. and told me that he would kill me. And um, we tussled with the gun, um, and I was able to to get it so that he wouldn't do that. Um, He went into the restroom, took a bunch of pills, tried to kill himself. Um, So, of course, he had to, you know, go to the hospital and all of that different stuff. So I was there at the hospital with him, and I told the people, I was like, if you let him out, he's going to hurt me. He needs to be committed, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, They assumed that he was fine. Mm-hmm. released him of course so we were um going back going back home um at that time it, it was like overnight going into the morning so he had the intentions of uh leaving so what he did was he was like well take me to get my check because he had just started working at ups at the time so he was like well take me to get my check and i needed to take him because i didn't at the time i didn't have any money i didn't have any gas in my car 
any of that. So he was like, well, um, I'm going to go in and get my check, and I'll be right back. And um, he went inside of the building, and I looked in my console. And if people know me now, I always keep change um, for the, you know, for that reason. But I looked down at my console, and it was like $3 in change. And I literally drove to the nearest gas station, put all of the change that I could find in my gas tank, and I drove to a friend of my house, told her everything that happened, and she asked me what was I going to do. And that was the day that she took me to the courthouse, and I filed an order of protection against him Good. and um, got out of that situation. But all the while I was driving, something was telling me, don't go home. Mm-hmm. Just go to someone else's mm-hmm. house, don't go home, because mm-hmm. I know that he still had the, the weapon. So while I was at my friend's house, um, he actually reached out to her husband, and they were like, well, where are you? They didn't say what they had saw me or anything like that. And he was like, I'm at the house. Mm-hmm. So he went back to the house assuming that I would be there. Um, and even after getting the order of protection, they went to the house and served him the, um, the restraining order. And shortly after that, I guess after the police leave, he broke, he left. Um, but he came back and he broke back into the apartment. I wasn't there. I didn't discover this until a few days later, but he broke back into the apartment. He destroyed all of my belongings, cut mm-hmm. up all my clothes, the cord to the TV, uh, wow. you know, bust up all the furniture. I don't, for the life of me to this day, I don't know how you cut up a Timberland boot, but mm-hmm. he cut up a Timberland boot. Everything that I had, my uniforms, because I was in the military, everything was destroyed. So I literally just had to start over with nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is so yeah. heartbreaking. It, it, yeah. I mean, and just the, 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 the simple fact that you can, that's a lot, that is a lot of rage for you to yeah. be able to cut up a Timberland boot. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's just not a safe space at all. I mean, there is a lot of, of, of rage that that's associated uh, uh, with that. But just the whole, your whole story right now, mm. uh, it really, it paints the picture for us here uh, at the Kendall Moore Show, as well as the people who are listening uh, on iHeartRadio and at WVON.com. It is. It's, uh, it's uh, Domestic Violence Month, and we want to raise awareness to women who are out there right now and men uh, who are out there because domestic violence is not just a man-to-woman thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are same gender-loving brothers. There are gay guys who get whooped and beat. There are uh, women who are gay who get who get beat as well. Um, you know, spousal or partner abuse, um, they're, you know, heterosexual or mm-hmm. other, it, it happens. And yes. so our awareness uh, for this, Meta, uh, again, I want to thank you and your guests uh, for bringing awareness to the WVON uh, listening audience. Absolutely. Can you, can you guys, uh, um, can you provide some resources? Do we know what's the domestic violence hotline? Uh, and really, what is the first step um, to getting a person to a safe space who's, who, who may be listening right now? Well, Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-7233. Please do not hesitate to just make the call. Talk to someone. They don't know you. They won't judge you. Make the call. Get your questions answered, even if it's just the first step. Mm-hmm to get yourself free of that situation because it can only escalate from there. We are so concerned for your safety. We want you to be able to free yourself of that situation. So please, 1-800-799-7233. This is the Domestic Violence Hotline. Megan, 
if you could offer just a word of encouragement to someone who might be listening and maybe they're afraid, they don't know what to do to get out of the situation that they're in, what would you say to someone just to encourage them that they can get out of this? I would just encourage them by saying that there is life after. Um, In all honesty, once I uh, divorced my ex-husband, my life just went up from there. I started college. Um, I went overseas while I was in the military. Um, Right now, I'm a doctoral student, and I'm I'm 31. So, (laughs) big, big, baby, big. Yeah. So, I mean, my, you know, I focused on after leaving that situation. I really focused on myself, uh, loving myself. And I'm gonna say this because I would be remiss if I don't get some counseling and some Mm -hmm. therapy. Because after experiencing something like that, and I did, I had to get some counseling, mm-hmm. I had to get some therapy, solicit a life coach, whatever it is that you need to do, because you really have to rebuild yourself from the inside out. If someone is constantly, you know, making you feel less than by verbally abusing you, physically abusing you, uh, committing infidelity, all of those different things, you feel mm-hmm. small. Absolutely. So you have a there's a lot of inner work to be done, but there is hope, and there definitely is life after. How has dating been for you after that experience? Um, well, I've dated, um, but I have not. Um, I hope to get married at some point one day, um, but I have not remarried. Um, I only want to do it once. So one thing that I can say is that my um, my marriage, it showed me a lot, and I don't want to ever experience any of the things that I experienced um, in that situation. One of the things for me, and I know a lot of people probably don't equate it to a, a form of abuse, but for me, infidelity, when someone, you know, you're sharing yourself mm-hmm. and you're being intimate with a person and they, you know, take it upon themselves to, you know, put you in harm's way by going out there and sharing their bodies with another person mm-hmm. and then coming back to you, that is a form of abuse. So I have no tolerance for infidelity whatsoever. Hence, part of the reason why I'm mm-hmm. single. But I stand firm on that because of the fact that uh, with any part of domestic violence, if it happens once, it will happen again. Okay. You know, I salute you, um, and and I yes. say that uh, with a full with a full spirit, and and, and triple salute you. As a matter of factly, um, we never have enough time for these topics. We really don't. These are really hard topics to tackle here at WVON because we always talking about politics and what's going on in the streets. Mm-hmm. But we would be remiss if we did not cover topics like this, absolutely, ladies, yeah. um, because they are a must. Again, uh, I congratulate you, um, and I wish you just tremendous success as you continue to matriculate through the rest of your life with that. You're a doctoral student. That is excellent. Um, The infidelity piece, my add-on to that is you're absolutely correct. I know a number of women who have contracted HIV and Mm -hmm. AIDS Mm -hmm. because their husband, Mm -hmm. listen to me, their husband. Yes. Mm -hmm went out and had sex and brought it back to them. So Absolutely. when when you say that, it hit it, it, it hits home. Yeah. I mean yeah. all the way around. I, I'm 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 a sucker for our sisters. I always say yeah. that, that that I'm a sucker for our sisters. Don't don't touch them. Don't 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 do them wrong. Because you nope. women um and it's not you are partners. I, when I say that, but we should we we're here we're here to protect y'all, not Absolutely. beat on y'all. And 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 in being transparent in that, um, because I'm if anyone who knows me knows I'm an open book, and um, 
in the you know well being married and um because of the infidelity um the things that my husband did bring back to me it caused fertility issues later on in life mm. you know being young and being married to this person and only being with him and being loyal to him and committed to him but he did not share those same sentiments and it impacted my health overall mm. from that yeah. so it is real it is real and it actually does happen yeah. that's well. just heartbreaking it is. But you know what? This conversation, we're talking about domestic violence awareness. This month we're talking about women's health. Yep. We're talking yes. about mental health. Mm-hmm. All of these topics are so important. So I encourage all of you to tap into resources. Make sure that you are taken care of. There is no shame in asking for help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And I love that you went to your friend. You didn't hide it. You know, keep it to yourself. You weren't embarrassed. You went to a friend immediately. So thank you for just doing that and letting other people know that that's okay. And you still keep in contact with your friend? Well, she actually, she got out of the Army. So life just kind of happened from from there. But from what I know, she's doing well. But I'll be uh, eternally grateful for her for that because, you know, who knows what would have happened that day if I had a went home. I probably wouldn't be here. That was God talking That was about to say. Right, absolutely. Right. Talking people to you. come in your life. That was that yep. was a, that was an angel. All that was the sent change you. in your car, everything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you again so much for yep. being here with us. Thank you for the help that you provide to the youth through the Aunt Martha's program. And we really uh, just wish you the best on your journey. Thank, thank you all you. so much for having thank me. You. Thank you. All right. It's WVON's original Friday night show, Kendall Moore. He'll be back in a moment. time you know what as the show continues to grow i i assure you not a great job on yes. that interview thank you thank Good you job. sandria excellent excellent yeah. job we'll always appreciate you thank being you here. brother thank all you all right man domestic violence huge it's huge, huge. it's huge, a huge. heavy topic to try to tackle it is it especially is. on a friday night because you yeah. know what i try to get people from their work week to their weekend right. But but we had to get it in there. But and hopefully we caught somebody off guard who yes. needed to hear that. Who needed to hear. Who and you got to talk it. about it even in prime time. Like there's never a, a pretty uh, uh, or a right time. Right. Like we need to get into it. You, so, you are, you, ladies, yeah. you are absolutely correct. You, know? you are absolutely And then we segue. To the lituation. Into the lituation. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, folks, we, <laughs> listen, ladies and gentlemen, listen, uh, make sure you put the kids to bed right now because we need to talk right. about this. Right. All, right. <laughs> All right. So, of course, Netta Beretta. Yes, yes. Uh, Miss Washington. Uh, Brother Where Will. Are we starting? Where are we starting? Can I we just start with Naya and so LC, my interns, Man. they're here as well. All right. So, let's go ahead because I'm talking too much. Did you guys see? <laughs> what didn't we see? The pastor. Pastor. The pastor. Yes. David Wilson. Yes. 
or allegedly Pastor David Williams. Because his family trying to say it ain't him. Uh, but what? His family <laughs> tried to say that it was not him. Oh, yeah, he, he was him. Oh, man. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the defense he's taking now. Yes, so okay. this video popped up of this pastor. Um, I don't Is there a right way to say this for uh, radio? Lingus. Cunnilingus. 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 What is lingus? The act of lingus. Speaking in tongues. I don't know what lingus is. The pastor was speaking in tongues with a woman oh, on yes. her yeah. below Lingus. below the Bible belt. <laughs> <laughs> below the Bible belt. Yeah. The genitalia. Yes. A female genitalia. Um, yeah. okay. And he was doing he a, a good job. <laughs> a what good job. He? I heard pastors are freaks anyway, though. Hey. You know what? <laughs> But you're supposed I, to be a freak with I, your no, wife, though. Pastor. And that part, that and I think that's the plot twist, because so is he married? I was that's was that his wife? What's married. the whole story, though? You didn't get through the story. We just started talking, though. So this pastor... So yes, so he's out of pastor. Texas. What's his name yes. again? Uh, oh, Texas David again. Wilson. David Wilson. Texas. There's something in the water. Texas. Something is in the water. <laughs> David Wilson. But okay, so I deliberately accidentally saw the video. Really? <laughs> because I, I saw, saw people. I saw people talking about it. So I'm like, oh, let me find out about this pastor. So my friend posts the link. I click the link thinking it's an article and maybe like a screenshot of the video. It was the full video. Sound effects. Right on Twitter. (laughs) On Twitter. I was like, Twitter out here trying to risk it all. I didn't know you could show videos like that. Like uncensored. I saw way more than I ever wanted to see of this faceless woman. I thought it was T D Jakes at first. No (laughs) (laughs) We must start rumors. Pastors we we love you T.D. Will Jakes. Listen to me one day. Because these pastor babies be coming out with Christian. But here's the thing. But here's the I, I, thing. I dated a pastor, though, one time. I dated a woman past. So, so. Was she a freak? So, anyway. But why is it a distinction? So because anything. Are people clutching their pearls because he's a pastor? Yes. Because I'm not clutching the pearl. I'm like, he's still a man yeah. who you has mean? sex and yeah. has desires. So, why shouldn't he be doing that and why shouldn't he be doing it well I wasn't phased by it at all I mean I, just, I wanted to see it I saw it I like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay well you know something to talk about right uh, pretty right. sure his congregation will increase <laughs> yeah, I want to know what Sunday what is Sunday service going to be like Lots I was unimpressed. No, you said wait, Bible wait, Bible Netta was unimpressed. Yes, was it worked for Kim Kardashian. Oh, my God, Netta said she was unimpressed. You were unimpressed. I was unimpressed. Really? People act like they've never seen a salacious video before. That was subpar. Well, it... But, but oh. the, I'm, we're talking about unimpressed with the performance? Yes. Really? Oh. Yes, I was. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I watched it a second time. I did watch it a second time. I'm just he, more. You thought he did a good job? Yeah, because he was like into. Because you know how some men. You know, you know, you know how some men. The squiggly <laughs> line. <laughs> and the stretch marks on the thighs. You know what? I got photographic I have stretch marks, so we're not going to talk about the stretch marks, but I noticed the stretch marks. It was just like. Seemed uh, like he was just, just not, into it. And you just, know what? He was into it. Because some men I give who him do that. it, 
act like they really don't want to do it. And he looks like he want, he was no. there. You know what? He's it just kind of goes in the caption. <laughs> the <laughs> caption had me. It was like um, the Lord like showing his word or something like that. Like, yes. <laughs> the something memes like have been crazy. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. officially the a memes. Yeah. You know what? I, was, I wasn't impressed. And I, I was actually kind of grossed out by it. <laughs> to be honest. Now, I, you know, hey, Every- I was reading this on Facebook. I did see a lot of people saying they were grossed out about it. I just, I'm kind of like, Eh, if I can, why? Yeah, well, if look, I can we get know. It, you can get it. I mean, sure, I'm happy for you, sis. Come to the mic. Come to the mic. No, um, yeah, I've seen porn before, so it's like, eh, whatever. It looks like like it kind of hurt because some guys they think they know what they're doing. I don't, I don't know. You know mm. what I'm saying? I got something to say. People say to guys, say your ABCs, and that's not true. Uh, oh. You got to know more oh, than that. Oh, oh, I thought say your ABCs. A- don't say your ABCs. I thought it was light switch. Ooh, that the light, light switch, switch approach it's is like bad. The yeah, that's why I'm doing light that. Switch and is good. You're not, I'm you're Jared is in that busted <laughs> uh, he, he, he was doing too much the wrong way. Yeah, that's why okay. I thought it looked like it hurt because that area is sensitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the gesture. I appreciate the gesture. Well, did she, don't but do she didn't ABCs. seem like he was hurting her. But we don't know because <laughs> most, most women <laughs> fake, be, especially if she knew a camera was rolling. Did she even know? She rolled the camera. Come on, you saw that was a POV. But I don't understand. He didn't see that she was taking a picture. He saw that she was. So he a freak. That's the He's concern, though. Freak. If you're a pastor, Did if that wasn't your wife, uh-huh. and you're right. a pastor, what what values are you upholding? What are you teaching to your congregation? Well, you, you, you got to bless the flock, though. No. You got to have one sheep. You got to have one. Not the whole. He put the wrong emphasis in benediction. You know what I'm saying? The wrong emphasis. I think he got leaked. That's what it was. She was like, come over. And he was like, But no, when I you're can't. a pastor, you can't even set your. Yes. Got to be more careful. Absolutely. Got to be more careful. No phones. No phones. No cameras. Like, you have to be careful when you're in a position of power like that. So let me so let me let me let me let me ask this question, you guys. Is it because he was a pastor that we're having this discussion? That's the only reason that that's the only reason people a, are clutching their pearls. If it was just a regular guy, yeah, we wouldn't right. say anything about it. But he looked like T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes probably does. I would hope that he's pleased. So do people his, expect uh, pastors and people in the clergy to just have boring, just regular? Very no. good question. It should be Sex? It should be great it should. with your wife. With, yes. Well, that's is he I'm married? Is, is he married? Part. I think I think that's the because uh, I just don't so believe so his wife would have leaked a video. But uh, the, uh, so let's compartmentalize here, folks. All right, for just one second, stay with me, right? <laughs> so let's compartmentalize this whole discussion. All right, so the marriage—that's one piece. Mm-hmm. His skill set on his performance. <laughs> Squiggly. That's another piece. He got a participation yeah, award. That's what it felt participation like. award. You know, he had effort. Wow. That's, that's oh, what I appreciate about it. I don't know if it was good. It didn't get me excited, but that's a lot of pressure. Like folks out there, three one two three seven four eighty one thirty. That's the number to connect. So what we are discussing right now here at this hour uh, of the day is the viral video. Of the pastor out in Texas, uh, you know, eating from the plate. Eating <laughs> <laughs> from the collection. And eating from the, and he was certainly that's, collecting. That's he, he, was was collecting. Guy, he was collecting. He was collecting. So I, you know, you can't. It's it's just it, it went viral. They're talking about it on every social media platform that you could possibly yeah. think of. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Lee, I don't. 
I ain't gonna even tell you the the network that was like. Did you guys see? You know, everybody's oh, everybody, 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 everybody is talking about. Major network has that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but so again, the compartmentalization mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, you're spelling it out. Performance. What do we give them as far as performance? I give them a five out of ten. Out of ten. Sandra, what do you what do you give them? Maybe like a six seven. Mm, you're okay. I'll give them a five. Five. Negative three point five. Oh, <laughs> Jared. Okay, Jared will. Jared will. All right. So I gotta ask you, Jared. You're a younger man uh, than both Will and I. Uh, let me pull you into this conversation and ask you. Uh, uh, I don't want to ask you his performance rate, but I do. <laughs> don't answer that. Is there pre- like that? Sounds like pressure with the numbers that were given here by these ladies. Uh, what, what say ye? I mean, for me. I ain't mad at the pastor. Live your life, do your thing. I'm only mad at the camera, me personally. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna rate his performance, but for an old man, hey, he was he was he enjoying was getting life. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, for, Will. Uh, what's your opinion? I ain't giving him no rating. He's just doing way. He's doing what works for him. I mean, get it how He's you all right with it. I'm all right. With I, it. I mean, have all the freaky sex you want, but have it with your wife. With if your that wife. was not his wife, I think that's the conversation. But, but some of the people who were commenting were saying, "Well, I definitely will be going to his church now. I definitely." will be receiving counseling from Oh, no. Him. That just means that they're not getting it elsewhere better. That's all that means. But, but let us not forget, though, some pastors are pimps. Some mm-hmm. pastors, yeah. literally, literally yeah. they have transferred from being pimps mm-hmm. to pastors. Yeah. yeah, manipulation, all that. And that's my issue. Because people trust them. Yeah. Men in power, men in power who use their position to get things from women. That is my issue. I don't care if he's freaky or if he did it right or he did it wrong. If you're a pastor, are you upholding the values that you're teaching to your people? Right. That's the only thing that I care about. Because you stepped into that position, like, oh, he's human. But And I think that's, that's what comes from, like, the position of power. Just like how, like, like, all eyes are on you. Like, if you didn't want that responsibility, you shouldn't step into the role. But, like, pastors, get it how you live it. You got, right. You're humans. Like everyone else said, fidelity faithfulness, mm-hmm. all that. Out of that performance, all we could talk about is for No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? That's like, get it? How you all that? We're not, we not mad at the job. pastor for... Build your relationship with the congregation. Retention. Hey, how you get people in the doors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, women are the number one contributors to the church. And now we know what. You know, you want to be a hands-on pastor. Oh, my God. Well, listen. Well, he certainly (laughs) has put a lot of pressure on other pastors. I'll tell you that. Oh, no. No, they're going to compete. They're going to compete with him. They compete with each other. You know, that's what's going to happen. Well, it's interesting. So you have the freaky pastor, and then you have uh, the sister from Mary Mary, Erica Campbell, who was saying how, you know, she doesn't even believe in masturbation. Oh. Yeah. So it's like you have these two, you know, opposing views within this church community. It's like, are you supposed to be so chaste and only be with your, your mate, your husband, your wife, or whatever? Or can you be freaky whatever we're calling freaky because even that's subjective uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I won't I'm, even elaborate I'm I'm with the bonds of marriage you know of course that's okay I think uh, they try to kind of keep the reins on that because they don't want to get out of control and mm. it turn into Caligula 
You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I could see. That don't necessarily mean it's true. Right. What What did Ludacris say? He said, I want a, a woman in the streets or a freak but in the bed. But a freak in the yeah. bed. Yeah, a yeah. woman in the street or a freak. I don't, I don't. Yeah. We like the same things. We Thank don't want you, you out here Thank doing everything you. with everybody. You got to reserve that for the house. But was he married? Is he married? That's that a is cool. a good question. Uh, Reverend, call in. Reverend, here it is. Call in. Somebody give us the Reverend number. You give us the Reverend. I, I should have had the Reverend on the show tonight. Did you, you uh, he did a rebuttal, though. He did a reply. What was his, what I was think his? I sent it to you. Okay. What did he say? He was talking about uh, people need to mind their own business and stop complaining because oh. your uh, your kitty cat is not being taken care of. <laughs> oh. That's what he said. He put it to it just like that. Well, and I'm like, oh, okay. I am well, done. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, that's, yeah, he was talking like T.D. Jakes. That's what he sounded like. And uh, he was saying, yeah, that's what people people's problem is, you know. They're not being taken care of. So, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that is don't, don't talk problem. about somebody else and mind their business. That's what he was saying. So, you know, I was like, Well, oh, he shouldn't have videotaped it. I mean. <laughs> exactly. People just love to play the dumb role like they didn't know the camera was rolling. Yeah, I can't figure that out. And I think the internet in general like blows it out of proportion completely with anything. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's another thing I want to get into about something that's going viral, but you know. Right, but so Uh-oh. so uh, so Jared just sent this in. He says that the family came out and said that the video was fake. I will tell you this, <laughs> Sandria, Netta Beretta, Will, <laughs> Elsie, Naya. That's a lie. That was a I mean, it real, was a pretty clear I mean, video. I mean, that was it's straight clear. up yeah. iPhone I 11. see your You face. can't Photoshop that squiggly line. Wasn't real. <laughs> no, they saying that's not <laughs> him. Real. That, that's somebody that looked like him. You can't Photoshop the, the oh, sound. Yeah, that's either. somebody that looks like The R. Kelly defense. Don't be worried about him. That's exactly what it was. Don't be trying to save face now. You was not worried about your face in this video. Right. You was worried about where you was putting your face. So, too much. Insane. But I love it. It's too much. (laughs) All right, folks, I got to take, uh, I I have to take my last break for tonight. I thank you guys for uh, engaging in this conversation. Uh, Again, on Facebook, if you guys want to participate, it is still taking place. People are still commenting on this pastor um, who was eating off the the plate. (laughs) And the memes are just, uh, they're, they're incredible. When we return, we wrap up tonight's program. Kind of, you know, just wrap up and everybody gets the chance to say uh, their hellos and what they're doing this weekend. So please don't touch the dial and please return. It's Kendall. It's Friday. Kendall Moore will be right back on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. We're having the biggest family meeting ever at WVON's Family Care Expo this year. And here's why. More than half of the black community's wealth has been wiped out in the past 50 years. Why? In large part because of loss of real estate. At this year's Family Care Expo, we're having a special edition of our own TED Talk with Attorney Ted London. Join Attorney London as he discusses what can be done to stop this vicious cycle and how can we protect our family's assets. WVON's Family Care Expo is Saturday, October 26th at the Croc Center, 1250 West 119th Street at 119th and Troop. We're taking care of all of the family business when Ted London talks. His workshop begins at 1130. It's free thanks to our friends at Chicago Title. Visit WVON.com for complete details. He's the new kid on the block. 
He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. All right, folks, uh, as we get ready to round out this uh, this segment of the Kendall Moore Show, I want to remind you guys that, um, of course, the WVON Expo is taking place next Saturday, October 26th. We're going to be at the Croc Center, 1250 West, 119th. That's 119th and Troop. So come on out and support WVON. Uh, the AIDS Healthcare Foundation will be there, and they are uh, sponsoring the Women's Pavilion. So women are the matriarchs of family. They're the driving force in our community. So uh, AIDS Healthcare Foundation will be out there to help women live their best lives. Make sure you stop by the Women's Pavilion at the WVON Family Care Expo. All righty. Elsie. Will. Netta Beretta. <laughs> Sandria. Yes, so dope, Sandria. Yes, so dope, Sandria. I like so we got to get you. That's the nickname. That's the name. So dope. Like so dope. So dope, Sandria. Everybody you got to say like the whole that. thing like a tribe called Quest. So dope, Sandria. <laughs> there it is. So dope, Sandria. Now I see you back there. Now he's back there bothering uh, Jared right now. Listen, that that is the entire team, though. I want to thank my guests from earlier today as well. Sandria, who do we have? So we had Leslie Anarage, uh talking about uh, the murder of a Tatiana Jefferson. She's big. Um, love her. Love her. Yes. Got to have her back soon. She's the executive director of Clio. Please support that amazing organization. And then we also had Megan Sims, uh, domestic violence survivor. Um, keyword survivor. There's yeah. life, a- life after uh, domestic violence. All right. There it is. There it is. Folks, uh, um, so weekend. It's here. What we got going on. Man. You know what? All the good stuff for me actually happened during the week. Like, everything was happening this week. Just galas and fundraisers and conferences and summits. So this weekend, I'm just kind of laying low. Yeah, you yeah. know what? That sounds so good. That really does. Lay low. Trying to celebrate men for Sweetest Day. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sweetest Day is this weekend? It is. Will, yes, you should have been here it's for the tomorrow. argument, man. It's oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Will, listen, man. Me and Jared was trying to hold up the fort. Um... Who, uh, uh, what you call it was in here, man. He was just, you know, being a cake body. Baby facing it. Baby facing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Al Greer. Al, 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 Al was cool. here. Okay. Just cake. Al, I know you listen. It's listening. supposed to be the Valentine's Day for men. Right? Yes. The women's supposed to take you out. Right? Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you know if you have plans tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to be campaigning, but of course, if either one of you ladies <laughs> want to give me a call, such a politician, you know, I will be more than happy to meet you somewhere for drinks and dinner. I'm here. I'm open. My schedule open after yeah. five. <laughs> <laughs> Beretta, brrr, yes. what you got? What you got going on this weekend? You are not going to see me this weekend. I have three brands that I'm trying to launch right now, so I have to put my head down and mm-hmm. just really work on this entrepreneurship journey. Yeah. All right, but you all can right. follow me on Instagram at Netta Be Great. That's N E T T A B E G R E A T. Follow my journey and see what it really takes to be an entrepreneur because there's a lot of things that people don't realize that you have to get past with yourself yes. in order to be a successful entrepreneur. I'm going that right no one's going to make yes. you do it. 
So I wish I had plans this weekend for Sweetest Day. Right. <laughs> that's my. That's one of my favorite holidays. Well, I want somebody know, to spoil. Uh, hey, I, I can talk to you after. <laughs> <laughs> you can take me someplace. Hey, somebody phone. Who's phone ringing? Oh, it's oh. all the way over there. I'm not nowhere about oh. it, Jerry. We, we're about to close the show out. We're like, okay, this is one of those shows, right? And look at Elsie. I Elsie. was like, is that the music? Like, Elsie, what's going on? What's happening in, in your in your neck of the woods this weekend? Uh, grocery shopping and Woo. maybe getting my hair done. That's <laughs> it. Right. We are out here living the life this weekend, apparently. I gotta we go are grocery shopping. I love grocery shopping. You know what? Mariano's has good coffee. They do. <laughs> and Mariano's, I mean, it, fellas, Club sweetest Mariano's. day. Yes, Club Mariano's, 39th Street. Like, yes, just go there right now. Happy hour tonight. drinks. Really? Get you a glass of Get wine. Get you a $3 yep. glass Sit of wine. Sit at the bar. Yep. You will see any Sports. and everybody really? in black Chicago <laughs> and just have a good time. I had heard about yep. that, too. Oh, 39th People Street? go yes. to Mariano's for a date. Yeah, yeah, they it's do. It's nice. They will cook your food. You could get a steak. You could get shrimp. Like shout out to Jay and Kiwani at the bar. Yeah, look, first name basis. Look at you, know that. <laughs> Keeping our glasses. Oh, <laughs> shout out to them. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Uh, so um, uh, this weekend, me myself, I am uh, my wife. She has an event that she's participating in. I need to pull it up because she's gonna cuss me out if I don't. Right, you got a plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to make sure that I mention that. But my wife has an event, so she's doing that. But I got the kids this weekend. So we are, uh, Connor is doing Taekwondo in the morning, and then we are going shopping. I'm taking my daughter and him shopping, um, and that's it. Like, literally, that's it. I I know you guys know I fly a lot throughout Mm -hmm, the week, mm -hmm. and when it's just family time for me on the weekends for most of the time. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I want to share that. But I was going to share something with you, but, again, brain freeze. Had a headache all day. (laughs) Shucks. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we got this expo coming up. The expo is coming up. I'm super excited about that. Going to help co-host that. Yeah, it looks fabulous. I see you ladies on it and everything. You're looking all fly now. Thank you. I appreciate it. Meta Beretta, you're moderating. I am helping with the Women's Pavilion. So you guys come out and see us. We always complain about things that are not going on in our community. This is a free resource. Mm -hmm. There's so much for you to plug into for the whole family. Make sure you come out and support and see us. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sandra, are you are you there or are you you got something? Else? I'm, I think you I'm a, a, a out of, of town of, next weekend. Oh. I'm going to be in Pittsburgh visiting my sister. She is opening up her new CBD wellness store. So if Wonderful. you're in Pittsburgh, definitely holler at uh, Total Peace Wellness. Um, so I'll be there. I'm a miss y'all. I wish I could call in, but you know. Well, you'll be here in spirit. I'll be here in spirit. Big shout I'm to still trying to listen. Yeah, and speaking of in spirit, big shout to Reese. Reese is yeah. Uh, yes. Congratulations hey, to Reese. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, Reese, uh, good week. stuff going on. Yeah. It's yeah. her daughter's birthday weekend, so she's out celebrating, doing the family time. I think that's just the theme of the weekend, like family, family time, family, yeah. relax, work, work just on projects. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, being so. present in present. your in yeah. your life's experience, gratitude right now. too. Yeah. You know, just being thankful about everything good that's been going on. Yeah. So yeah. true. It's a good uh-huh. note to end on with the heavy topics we had. Like yeah. through yeah. all of that, it's like we just got to be grateful for life, grateful for people mm-hmm. who care about the community. Just mm-hmm. the good things that we can take out of this week because there was a lot of negative. It is CPS. Yeah. We uh, big shout to uh, the Chicago Teachers yes. Union. Yes, uh, and to the support staff, all of those who are out there on the front lines. Uh, you know, fighting for 
what is rightfully theirs. I think that's one of the most difficult professions to be in, and especially in the city of Chicago. I mean, you really you have to be a prison guard, a counselor, uh, a shrink. Uh, a teacher, you are, you know, a first respondent. Everything. I mean, you are, uh, you're, a, you're a fireman, yep. you're a police, all wrapped up into one. So big shout to Ch- Chicago uh, Teachers Union, to the support staff of CPS. Uh, we stand with you uh, in that fight. So, you know, keep it up. Definitely keep it up. New Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON, AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON, AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. What's up?